I'm Tyrion. I'm John. I'm the Night King. And, and we're, we're the, the Idiot Savants. And you're listening to Crazy Train of Thought on the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. I'm Batman, and watch me sparkle. Barry cockblocked the hound. What in the fuck? What a shit show this fucking season was. Literally every American child has gaming disorder. You gotta cut your hair first, you fucking hobo. I wanna smash it so hard though that like lightning shoots off. I think gamers should rule the world. Get after it! Check a look. Austin! Hello? Oh my god. You're here. You've joined us. I'm here. I have joined. I am so glad you're here. What's up, man? What's up? He's joined the dark side. I've, yeah, back to the dark side. I wouldn't. It's it's not the dark side. I ain't making no money here. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a, at my other job, I'm making more money. Are you? Yeah. This is a this is a non-paying gig. I should inform the listeners. I get more satisfaction from this than the other job. That's for sure. But then the other jobs combined, uh, on account of you having two jobs. Well, with all the money combined. Money makes me more happier. <laughs> Got that mortgage paid off yet? Hell no. Fucking A. I'm making more payments, though. More in my monthly payments. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But uh, you got a better schedule now, right? So you're going to be on a few more episodes every once in a while? I can try. Hell yeah. That's all we can ask for, really. What have you been up to, bud? What have you been playing? Uh, Total War Three Kingdoms came out, came out like a week ago. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Not you. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm playing this. I'm playing this game and this dude just committed suicide. It was funny. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Suicide Sorry. is badass. You're just like Jake Paul making fun of that guy in the suicide forest. No, no, that's different. Like is this, it? this dude purposely took himself out and it's just the way he did it was funny. You're right. Normally suicides it's somebody else that does it. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were talking about something yeah, else. Yeah, we're talking about suicide. total war. There you go. So I've been taking over China, pillaging, okay. raping. All the above. There you go. I know they sometimes commit suicide in, <laughs> out of honor, but in this, I don't think they do that. I think that's Japan. Is that, that? Is Japan. Yeah. They're both the same. Oh, no, they're not. Sorry, listeners. Asia is Asia. America is America. <laughs> Europe's Europe. Europe is Europe. South America, South America. Mexican is Mexican. I'm Mexican, so so Puerto Rican, all that's all the same. It's actually not. <laughs> They'll get mad. Yeah, the Puerto Ricans are going to be emailing in. We're going to get angry emails next week. In Portuguese? In Portuguese. I don't think it's Portuguese. It's Spanish. Is this... No, it's not Spanish. I was going to say, I thought it was Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Total War, what's that about? It's a strategy game. It's it's like a turn-based game, but when the actual battles get going, that's when that's what I like, seeing like overseeing all battles, like, uh, Game of Thrones Battle of Winterfell. Okay. You know, you got the you get to see the overview of like all the armies and all them fighting, but in Total War you get to control that. So if you have horsemen troops, you wouldn't charge them in first. You know, you would have them go around and flank them in the rear, hide mm-hmm. in the trees, and then flank the archers in the back or some stuff like that. You know, and then with this, it's uh all I, the. I like that you you bring that up. <laughs> 
since this this episode will be all about Game of Thrones. So, listeners, real quick before we get into it here, I just want to say this episode, episode 82, is all of Game Game of Thrones stuff. And we will be covering some games and news real quick, and then we're going to do Game of Thrones talk. But I cannot promise there won't be a little bit of stuff peppered in throughout. So... If you have not seen season eight of Game of Thrones and care at all about how that goes without it being spoiled, then stop listening, probably. Your best bet. If you haven't watched it, shame on you. For real. Shame. 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 All right. I like it. Um, Continue with Total War. There's uh, two different modes. Uh, There's a romance mode, and then there is a record mode. So romance mode is where the generals get, like, extra powers because i don't know if you guys have played dynasty warriors yeah so in that like a little bit yeah so like in that the generals are like overpowered like they'll just take on armies and armies of men in this they're kind of overpowered but uh they're more so by themselves and they can just take on full units by themselves in okay. record mode they get bodyguards and they're more been able to be killed easily and then there's also dueling so you can ask people to duel uh, other ais to duel and they can either decline or not want to or do it um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, that's probably the best part about it is watching the two characters duel because they actually do fighting styles and everything. Do you get to control the duel? No. Okay. No, you just, that's, that's the whole game. You just get to watch the outcome. You don't get to like control a single person and then, you know, fight as them, which that's why a lot of people don't like those kinds of games because they want to be able to be in the battle and actually do stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I like more of the strategy type where you get to oversee everything, control everything. So you're. You can't focus on one spot. If you do, you're going to get flanked. Your, your your troops are going to get demoralized or whatever. You know, your archer's going to get hit. So, um, yeah, but that that's probably my favorite, favorite part is the battling. And then, I mean, there's political intrigue into it, too. There's dem- uh, diplomacy. Uh, uh, you can make alliances, coalitions, all the above. I think this, this is the best Total War that has been out since, I would say, Total War Rome, which is, like, one of the first ones. Really? Yeah. Damn. The only, so, the only bad thing I would say about this is when the actual troops fight each other, it looks like they're just slashing in the air. So Oh boring. Yeah, I know. That's that's probably the only part that's like I would say bad about it. But like seeing like two big armies clash together is very satisfying. You see your troops ram into them and then your your cavalry comes behind and rams through them all and just yeah. Yeah. Chasing down them once they're like all demoralized and retreating. That's mm-hmm. that's very makes me feel very nice. Nice, man. How much was this game? It's sixty bucks. Is it only on PC? Yeah. Okay. And then later on, they'll introduce uh, mods, so you can like actually make it even better. And that's what I like about PC that you can get mods installed and make it a lot better. So you can have Weebos versus dragons. You, they probably will end up putting dragons <laughs> in it. That is for sure, or zombies or something like that. I think they're called White Walkers. Pretty sure. Yeah. They're whites. Oh, the whites are already in it. I'm sure. The whites are coming. The whites are coming. Who is the racist one now? <laughs> I am white. <laughs> Me too. I know. I'm half. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I'm glad you're liking Total War. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, Whenever I'm having time to play it. Right. And that's the only game I'm playing. <laughs> is that? Yeah. I haven't I, had time for anything else. I've only checked in with Paladins a little bit here and there. We've been doing a ton of work on the old house. We spent... Fucking Cody was at my house pretty much all day yesterday helping me out, build uh, some doors for the shed at our old house, and I haven't really been playing a lot of games because of that. I just checked in with Paladins a couple times, you know, I'll play a couple rounds before bed, and 
I mean, that kind of has been my go-to game for the last two years, probably, Mm -hmm. and just continues to be, you know, the game that I, if I sit down to play a game and I'm like, eh, okay, I'll just play some Paladins. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just jump back into it and, you know, primarily the controls are always the same and the matches, the flow of the matches, even if it's different maps, like I understand the flow of the matches really well now especially with certain characters that I've played a lot of. So, yeah, I mean, other than checking in with Paladins, they released a new skin for Ash, and it's fucking awesome. Ash is my favorite character, so I I, I bought it. Oh, no. <laughs> you spent money? No, I'm sorry. Real money? I spent real money again on Paladins. Oh, no. You, you're probably buying the people who, like, made Paladins, like, a yacht or something. Already. Probably. Hyra Studios deserves it. They're fucking amazing, and I am... I am happy to support whatever addictions those guys have, whether it's yachts or heroin. Heroin. (laughs) I cannot support. My buddy died from heroin addiction. I cannot support a heroin addiction. So if there's anybody from high res listening to this, reach out to me. I'm so sorry. I've been supporting your heroin addiction and uh, we'll get you some help. Sorry about that. He'll pay for your help. Okay. Well, uh, the, the idiot savants will... You can do what we can to help you out of this hole in your life right now. When he says can... that, he means Ryan. <laughs> well, I was going to say, they can come talk to psychiatrist Cody here. Psychi- oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. We have a licensed psychiatrist on the podcast. My, That's my fault. I got a PhD. I got some PCP. Wait, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Crazy Train of Thought, brought to you by the Idiots of Ons. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am your host, Ryan Wolf. I would like to point out that we are a vaguely video games, movies, and pop culture-related podcast featuring rants, sometimes by myself, sometimes by my co-hosts. Co-hosts. And this week, my co-hosts are... PhD professional psychiatrist Cody Slaybaugh. Cody Slaybaugh's here. PCP... CJS, how you doing, buddy? Whoa, <laughs> it makes me sound drugged. Yeah, it does. No, no. You're right. I'm doing good, but not that good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and sometimes contributor Austin joins us. How are you doing, Austin? I contribute more than sometimes. What do you want me to say? Do you want to redo your intro? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I have you guys on here because you guys are the Game of Thrones experts. Austin in particular, Cody and I are scrubs and we've just watched the TV show. Justin was supposed to join us today, but he could not. He had an emergency uh, whatever thing to do. So we wish Justin the best of luck with that and we will continue without him. So let's uh, real quick just jump into news. Welcome to the news with the Idiots of Ons. I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San, San Diego. <laughs> San Diego, the whale's vagina. vagina. I- I'm pretty sure it means St. Diego. Mm, I don't think so. It's lost to time. All right, first bit of news. This concerns mostly Austin, because I think you were excited about this. Uh, Skull and Bones, Ubisoft's pirate game, Austin, has been delayed until spring of 2020. What say you? I was excited. I thought you were. Who said this? Uh, I'm pretty sure you did. Skull and Bones? Pretty sure there's... I've never heard about this in my life. I hate you Yeah, so neither much. have I. I've never I feel like heard... you're trolling me. I'm not trolling. I'm not trolling. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Damn it. Maybe it was Troy. 
Um, it might have been. So this similar. is Ubisoft's pirate game, and it was supposed to come out right around the same time as Sea of Thieves. And it was weird because they were both announced at the same E3. And it was like, oh, Microsoft's making a pirate game and Ubisoft's making a pirate game. So it's just the year of the pirate game. And then obviously Sea of Thieves came out and didn't exactly light the world on fire. And then Skull and Bones got delayed like twice. Yeah, because they seen how Sea of Thieves did. I suspect that is maybe a little bit the reason. Like, I don't know what exactly they had prepped or planned for their game, but it was uh, basically like a customizable pirate simulator that included some arcadey elements. So like you can customize your ship completely. You and your crew can uh, like have matching uniforms or you can have your own get up like. Um, so pretty much it's Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yes, it is Assassin's Creed Black Flag the game. But no land battles. No land battles. No land battles. Only sea battles as far as I know. So this comes from, this is a game, or sorry, this comes from Polygon. This was from Owen Good, his article here. It says, um, the official Twitter account for Skull and Bones acknowledged the delay and the game's absence from E3 2019, so it will not be at E3. Uh, their short video shows the development of the game. This is the Twitter account. They say, we're going to batten down the hatches and push back on the game's arrival. <laughs> Naval terms. <laughs> Got it. This is challenging news for us all, but it's what's needed to make Skull and Bones as awesome as it can be. Our focus remains on quality first, and we're grateful for your undying support. So I'm not really sure what that means. Boom. Undying support, though? Is that like, are there zombies in this game? There better be. They're whites. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Off the port bow, the whites. So this came uh, from an investor call. Ubisoft mentioned that Tom Clancy's The Division 2 did not meet initial sales projections. I wonder why. According to Cody and Justin, they had a pretty good time with The Division 2. It's, it's not bad. It's better than the first one, I feel. I think it's the same thing. It it, it kind of is. It's just oh, my God. Just different location. Just, yeah, it's a different location. I like that where it's Washington, D.C., yeah. but, yeah. But basically, yeah. In the same conference call, Ubisoft said that Rainbow Six Siege is a billion-dollar earner since its debut in 2015. Oh, I love Siege. It's I can't wait fun. for the next season. It's pretty fun. You're playing Siege now, too? I, I played it a while ago. Oh, okay. I haven't played I, it in a while. I've played it since beta. Still playing it? Yes. I'm actually pretty excited about the two new characters about to drop, Nock and Warden. Oh, their abilities they're, are pretty sick. Yeah, they're adding, adding some pretty crazy characters now. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for like some Assassin's Creed character. Well, or is there already one out? I think I saw. Kind of. For uh, one of the defenders, you can actually get like an Assassin's Creed outfit for him. Mm, I might have to play this now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Assassin's Creed? I'm fucking in. I know. Right. But that that game, it I don't know. You can't leave the helm of that ship on Skull and Bones. Like All you get to do is just pilot or drive, drive the, the ship. ship. That's it. Tell people when to fire. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that seems kind of boring. I don't really like that. That sounds boring as fuck. Yeah, that's yes. what it is. Are you? Do you have your own ship? I thought you were with a crew like on Sea of Thieves. Are you a ship? You're a ship. Oh, okay. So that's a little bit different than what I was saying. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm a couple I think he sources. Just you fat. You're you a know, ship. he's a whale. <laughs> yeah, he's a whale. Because <laughs> he buys all those skins. Yes, I am. 
Well established as a whale on this podcast. What's the thing that sucks underneath the whale? (laughs) Oh, man, I don't even want to know what you're talking about. The things that get stuck to the whale. His name's Don, and we don't bring him up on this podcast. I don't know who that is. It's like, like, it's like. It's not a real person. I'm just kidding. Like barnacles or something. That's under a ship. I think you're talking about the uh, song by Heart called Barracuda. No. No? No. All right. Not Barracuda. You're not a you're not a Barracuda. Okay, next bit of news. We <laughs> gotta move on to this next bit of news. Um there is a new handheld video game system that has been announced. Did you guys hear about this? Uh nope. No. So this is a GameSpot article, and this uh this new game new handheld game system is called Playdate. Not a joke. And it's actually just a uh, a way to get Tinder VR VR. Oh Jesus! What? I'm fucking with you. That's oh. not it. Oh. I was like, how did that? <laughs> I just say, what the fuck? <laughs> you just sit there, pop. hey sweetie. No, it's not anything to do with Tinder. Playdate is a weird name in this context because it doesn't seem to have anything to do with like sex, and uh, you would expect it would have something to do with sex based on its name. Playdates? Yeah, it's a it's. <laughs> Playdate, it's it's just called Playdate. So it's uh it's being made by a software publisher, and uh, the publisher is called Panic, and they were the publishers of Firewatch and the soon to be released Untitled Goose Game. So technically, it's Panic Playdates. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Panic's Playdate. That's not good. I'm not I'm not on board for this. <laughs> Me neither. So, it's a really weird-looking console. It's like a flat square with four screws in the back of it. It has a black and white screen on the front, and it has an A and a B button, like uh basically like an old-school Nintendo controller, like NES Wait, controller. Are it you has talking, like like an old-school Game Boy. It just has the A, B and the directional that's pad. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is like a Game Boy. So, but with a black and white screen too, so it's even more like the original Game Boy, like the Game Boy, Game Boy, the brick, the gray brick Game Boy. Yes, that's what Jesus. I'm talking about. So it has the directional pad on the left and the A button, A and B button on the right. Now, the directional pad is not out at all times, so it has a crank shaft on the right hand side of the device okay. that cranks <laughs> the controller out from somewhere in the device too much work flip out rotational controller that puts a fresh spin on fun according to their instagram post uh no some that games like work to play games some games use it exclusively some use it with the d-pad some not at all so I'm not sure if this black and white screen is a touch screen. I don't know how you would play a game if it didn't use the buttons. Shake it like an Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> well, the black and white screen, like, legit kind of looks like an Etch-a-Sketch. So it's really weird. Uh, they said that they thought, they, they sat down with their people in their company and they were like, what should we do? You know, we're publishing games. We're got our other irons in the fire in these couple of places. What do you guys want to do? And they thought, well, what if we build something? You know, what if we what if we build like a real something you could hold? Because keep in mind, they're a software publisher and they're they're not a hardware manufacturer. So they thought they would get some game developers on board for developing games, some independent people 
according to this, Panic worked with ind- independent game designers Katia Takahashi, Zach Gage, Bennett Foddy, and Sean Inman to create the Playdate console. Now, I haven't heard of any of those guys, but I suspect maybe some of our listeners have. We showed them the Playdate and asked, do you want to make a game for it? And they said yes. So the release schedule of this is going to be really weird. So it's going to launch with, so it's $150. Your first purchase is $150. And that gets you the console and the first 12 games that come out for the console. And it will come out once a month for a year. So it'll be almost like a subscription model for games. But your upfront, your year, your first year of subscription worth of games is paid for by buying the console. Now, this is super weird because it doesn't really feature a colored screen, which is strange. But it does have Bluetooth support, Wi-Fi, a USB-C jack that charges the phone or charges the device, I assume. Uh, and a headphone jack as well. I'm glad to see more players in the console space. We kind of talked about that a little bit when uh, some of the news about the Madbox was coming out. I think you might have even been on that episode, Austin. And we have heard nothing from those guys. Surprise, surprise, since that initial... Hey, give them a chance. E3 is coming up. Okay, that's okay. My fault. Yeah, I'll take a step back. E3 is coming up. But uh, yeah, this is a cool thing that's coming out in 2020. I don't know if I'll buy one of these, but it seems like a weird kind of novel experiment. I think this might be made for children. Because uh, it's called Playdate. That is true. And the games sound very... Childish. Childish. Well, I did not say anything about childish. the games. You said you, you named two of the games. They sound child- like Doug Goose Hunt or whatever that is. No, that's Panic's other game. So Firewatch is not a child's game at all. Okay. It's like a survival oh, I th- story yeah, okay. mode. Like, it's on other consoles. So Sur- Firewatch is not coming to this device. Gotcha, gotcha. It has a black and white screen. I don't know that you could play Firewatch in black and white. Uh, and Untitled Goose Game is a game that I think is pretty much like Goat Simulator. But you play as a, With a goose. A goose. Pretty sure. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Those are pretty vicious. If you got a problem with Canadian geese, you got a problem with me. <laughs> <laughs> Letter Kenny. Yeah. So this is weird. We'll move on from that. Don't know if there's really much more to say. So the next bit of news. This is, uh, I didn't actually get who announced this, but this comes as we get closer to E3, more information is leaking out about games that are going to be showed at E3. So on GameSpot's list of games that Activision is bringing to E3 2019, there's literally only one game and it's Call of Duty 2019. The title for call of duty 2019 has been released what's it called call of duty 2019 do you know austin game of thrones (laughs) (laughs) call of duty game of thrones game of duty game of duty i play that no the title for the new call of duty for 2019 can i get a drum roll thank you cody is call of duty modern warfare remastered nope Better no, not, not remastered. That's already a game. Re- remade? Mm-mm. There, so the- Call of Duty 2019 is called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Is it spelled differently? Like a three for the E or something? Well, there was already a Modern Warfare 3, is it so Modern Warfare I'm pretty 4? sure not. Okay, it, it this would is- be Modern Warfare 4. Here, I found it. This is from... <laughs> it would be Modern Warfare 4, but the problem is 
the initial Modern Warfare was Call of Duty 4, Modern Modern Warfare. Yeah. So this game should technically be called Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 4. Yes, technically, (laughs) because they they never made a 5. They just started calling them names after that, Call of Duty Ghosts. Correct. Yep, World at War. World at War, Uh, Infinite, Advanced Warfare. This comes from Kotaku's uh, Jason Schreier. Next Call of Duty game is called Modern Warfare. Yep, really. So this comes from a YouTuber, Long Sensation. Well done. He is shows up on Activision's list of influencers, quote unquote. It says the new Call of Duty is called Call of Duty colon Modern Warfare. And then it's a soft reboot of the first one <laughs> developed by Infinity Ward. What the f- Fuck. Oh. They've beaten this horse already. It'll be heavy on troubling, realistic, emotional moments, very much inspired by the controversial No Russian campaign in Modern Warfare 2 that allowed players to gun down civilians. (laughs) So this will have its own campaign for sure. Sweet. That will Uh, allow you to kill civilians. Yep. Well, maybe. There's some news also Kotaku put out piggybacking this so on saturday kotaku put out news that black ops studio treyarch is going to be taking lead development of call of duty 2020 from sledgehammer and raven so sledgehammer games was supposed to be on was slated for 2020 their three-year release schedule they're not doing that i guess anymore treyarch is taking over and whatever call of duty 2020 is treyarch is now developing it and I don't know if Sledgehammer Oof. and Raven are going to be providing support for that game or what. Who's developing this one? The modern, the, the new Infinity Ward. Is it? Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, is that good? If they were the. I feel Call of Duty Four and like the Modern Warfare's were some of the better Call of Duties, in my opinion. To me, Treyarch's version of Black Ops and Call of Duty is the pinnacle of Call of Duty, if you ask me. I agree, but if like Treyarch and Infinity War would work together, that would be awesome. It's like asking Democrats and Republicans <laughs> to work together. I know, that's like asking <laughs> Xbox and PlayStation to merge. That might happen. Speaking of that, I don't know if I brought this up last week, but Microsoft and Sony have entered a vague partnership for cloud gaming. Really? Yeah. On on the back of the Google Stadia information, they decided to work together mm-hmm. on whatever their cloud gaming services, respective cloud gaming services, are going to be. Yeah, Google came out and they're like, oh, fuck, Google wants in? Yeah. We better do something. We better do something. So this is going off of some news that we talked about last week, I think, or the week before. So we talked about there is going to be a loot box bill submitted to Congress. That bill has since been submitted. And we've got a couple more quotes from supporters of this bill. And uh, I wanted to bring a couple of them up on the episode. This comes from Polygon. This is from Charlie Hall from Polygon. Loot boxes are somewhat more narrowly defined in the final submitted version of this bill. And it defines it as an add-on transaction that in a randomized or partially randomized fashion unlocks a feature of the product, adds to or enhances the entertainment value of the product, or allows the user to make one or more additional add-on transactions that the user could not have made without making the first add-on transaction, 
and the content of which is unknown to the user until after the user has made the first add-on transaction. <laughs> so user said what? That's a little bit of a mouthful there, but basically that that means the buying of a loot box, the what I would call a roll of that loot box where it generates the items and then obviously the the unknown part of that being the add-on that you get from that loot box having been previously unknown before you bought and rolled that loot box. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So that's what a loot box quote-unquote is. A little bit of a confusing definition there. Um, So loot boxes from Star Wars Battlefront 2 would have absolutely applied here. Oh, yeah. And it also says the random randomized packs of cards in games like Hearthstone, Hearthstone and Magic the Gathering Arena would probably also apply because you're buying packs of cards. So you're buying a thing, opening, quote unquote, that thing and getting things out of that that were previously unknown to you. So that that randomized element there is what defines a loot box. So then wouldn't it be that in IRL, if somebody went and bought a pack of magic cards, the pack of magic cards would then be their loot box? Well, yes, but this applies specifically to digital Digital. content because physical media can still be, I'm guessing their idea is that physical media can still be like distributed by you as a reseller. Okay. So like Pokemon cards come in packs of 10 or whatever. Yeah. And they come with randomized cards, but you could still sell those Pokemon cards because you own them. Yes. You cannot resell digital media. You won't bet. Uh, yes, let's bet right now. Here, so, you want to buy this five terabyte hard drive with like a hundred games on that, it? It only applies to your account. They're locked to your account. They don't know that. Though. Oh my god. <laughs> so Austin like, knows that. Well, I'm so, not selling it to Austin. Yeah, I sell it to you. Oh. I'm not selling it to you either. That's like all my data. It, and I don't want that gone. Is it skins for paladins? Yes. I'm in millions. So like uh, Counter Strike. They have a system where you can, it's like a loot box, and you get a weapon, but you can sell it for actual money. And you roll that out of a loot box? Yeah, so you, yeah, you, you get keys in order to open the boxes. And that's a big thing now that uh, people have been, like, actually, like, YouTubers will record themselves doing, opening this, and then freaking out once they get this super rare gun. And then they, they can either keep it, or they can end up selling it for real money. Like, like real money. Like, like real money. Like yeah, cash I put in my pocket. Yeah, like cash you put in your pocket. Well, fuck, what game is this? Counter Strike. Well, is, that that might apply. Is, is that what is that like technically what they're talking about is being able to since you own this thing, you can actually sell it to someone else. So that was my personal argument for the argument for physical media not applying to this bill. Okay. So I that's something that I inputted. The bill does not specify anything re- as in regards to physical media or the resale value of whatever digital items you get. Gotcha. So if the Counter-Strike quote-unquote loot boxes fall under this definition, then I suspect that they would fall under this law as well. So whether or not you can resell them doesn't appear to matter in this particular bill, okay. the way that it's worded right now. Moving on from that, the wrinkle is that, so this is uh, still the same article, the wrinkle is that these prohibitions don't apply to everyone necessarily. So the bill pokes at a soft spot in the industry's underbelly, which is the video game industry's underbelly, uh, how it targets children. 
So the bill would specifically prohibit pay-to-win microtransactions and loot boxes like we talked about last week. And this is quoted in minor-oriented games, which seems fair enough, according to the article. And yeah, that that makes sense. But the problem is, how do you know, and Sam brought this up last week, how do you know games are being played by kids? So this says, the publisher or distributor has constructive knowledge that any users are under the age of 18. So constructive knowledge, quote unquote, is very different from actual knowledge, according to Georgetown law professor Angela Campbell. uh, Actual knowledge is a sensitive subject, she says. It asks whether the company in fact knew that minors were using the service. Constructive knowledge is an objective standard. It asks whether the operator knew or should have known that minors were using the service. Essentially, if minors can get access and play a video game, then there is real risk that the bill would force developers, publishers, and distributors to grapple with the fact that children are playing that video game. And it would allow the Federal Trade Commission, who would be chartered with enforcement on this bill, to enforce those companies doing so to do the grappling on the public stage. So, well, I mean, that would, well, like, there's games that are 18 and plus. Right. So, if said, like, Battlefront 2, you know, we're talking about the loot boxes, Mm -hmm. I think that's rated mature because there's blood and everything, or 18 and over. I think it's teen. Or teen, yeah. But either way, if there's a kid playing it that's, like, 10, you know, that's not really their fault. Yeah. That's not really their problem. But it only, I mean, it would only really apply to people who have like E for everyone, you know, or 10 and younger, you know, but like well, the games, like yeah. those bigger games that that say, oh, you have to be this age and older to play this game. So I think, like, obviously I think Counter-Strike Go probably applies in the loot box sense. And I think that games like, like that might disqualify games like Gears of War oh, based yeah. on this wording. Because that is definitely a mature game. Mm-hmm. And I think that Microsoft could make the argument that kids aren't playing that game. They, they could make that argument, but I, I know damn well there are kids playing that game. I mean, Yeah, you can hear them in the chat. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> there's, there's not only that, but just growing up myself, I remember when Gears of War 1 came out, I was nowhere near 17. Right, or right. Or the uh, correct age to play the game. But I still was like, hey, mom, you know, it's Christmas time. I want that game. Yeah, I was probably 14 when that game came out somewhere around there. Uh, I think it had an 05 or 06 launch. Yeah. So and I definitely got it for Christmas. Like that was one of the first games that I got for my Xbox 360. <laughs> first game I put in my Xbox yeah. 360. Yeah. I definitely got GTA when I was like <laughs> 15. Yep. Or right. Or San Andreas yeah. San back Andre- on the PlayStation oh my 2. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, that's not really the company's fault if that happens. No. Well, I mean, back when uh, Rockstar did first release San Andreas, it was rated T for teen. Was it really? Yeah. You didn't hear about that? No. There was a big old thing, and, like, everybody was like, oh. Well, it was a hot coffee mod that put it into the mature bracket. What? The hot coffee mod for San Andreas? No, like, it, it's a real thing. Like, they released a bunch of issues of Call of Duty, or not Call of Duty, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and they marked it T for teen. Like well, on, I, I mean, I don't know what, like, that seems like maybe a lower rating than it probably deserved. It needed to be M for mature. <laughs> they they were telling people, hey, if you bought this game, you need to bring it back. So oh, you I can... remember that. Yeah. I remember that. 
Well, there was also the hot coffee mod for San Andreas where you could play a mini mini game where you were fucking hookers. Well, that's like in they, every. They Grand found Auto. that buried. That now. They found that buried in the game's code. Some modders on PC did, and a bunch of copies that contained that code had to have stickers put on them that said "adult only" because, like, before they went out for sale, because it had that mod on it. Oh shit! And it could be used as a sexual a sex simulator, basically. How'd you know about this? Yeah, um, Ryan. I had nine copies. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> He was fucking nine different women on each different screen. Okay, so the last bit of this part of the news, because some of this gets a little boring, but the ESA has put out a statement that we didn't get to talk about that last week. So the ESA's CEO, Stanley Pierre-Lewis, says, This legislation is flawed and riddled with inaccuracies. It does not reflect how video games work. Nor how in the our industry strives to deliver innovative and compelling entertainment experiences to our audiences. The impact of this bill would be far-reaching and ultimately prove harmful to the player experience, not to mention more than 220,000 Americans employed by the video game industry. We encourage the bill's co-sponsors to work with us and raise awareness about the tools and information in place that keep control that keep the control of video game play and in-game spending in parents hands rather than the government's so i think this motherfucker's full of shit and i think he is scared of the change in the status quo because until now video games have been largely self-regulated yeah so the esa exists and it does not have governmental influence so they're the people that rate the games they're the people that you know, say what categories that games should fall into. They created the categories. Like it's the ESA, the um, I think it's the Electronic Software Association or something like that. Like that was created by game developers and game makers to say, okay, we need a rating system sim- similar to the movie rating system. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were trying to do was put out a system similar to that to prevent kids from playing like you said, Cody, mature rated games or games that fell into categories where they shouldn't be playing them. Now, they are also the ones that enforce things like you can't sell games to minors, mature games to kids under 17 and stuff like that. Now, none of that, I don't think there are laws in place that make those things happen. That's That's the industry regulating itself. But the industry contains lobbyists and so do... Obviously, law and legislatures contain lobbyists. But to me, like it seems like the lobbyists would be lobbying for this not to be controlled. So they continue so they could continue making money off of kids and stupid people like me who are whales. If you if you ask me, I think government legislation is needed for this to be fixed. What do you guys think? I think gamers should rule the world. I agree with Austin. Maybe that's why, because gamers are like, hey, we should do some good. Maybe we need a gamer president. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> are you going to get uh, South Bend's Pete Buttigieg oh my up there? Yeah, yeah. you be the first gamer gay president. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Gamer president. G- gamer. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. You I'm mean, in. Like, everybody, let's go play some, uh, what's a, uh, World of Warcraft, World yeah. of Warcraft, or, play some WoW. yeah, Fortnite, all that, yeah, and be blow. flossing up there on the, I'm voting for that motherfucker, presidential stand, yeah. especially if him and Bernie Sanders decide to run together, 
Do write in votes. You guys got my vote. I wonder how many people are still going to vote for uh, Harambe. <laughs> Hopefully it is again near the 50,000 mark, which I think is what he surpassed in the last election. It was a lot. It was more than you think it should have been based <laughs> on people trolling, considering I don't think there was any sort of online push to vote for Harambe like that I saw. I didn't see it. It was just here. people writing in Harambe. <laughs> people should write me in. I'd oh. make a great president. Would you? I feel I would. You gotta cut your hair first, you fucking hobo. No, grow it out even more. Yeah. <laughs> I would call, I would sit in the Oval Office and scream, Lord of Thunder! Oh my God. <laughs> and get a bunch of like foam mirrors and just throw them at people. No, Ooh. if you're president, you get real ones. Oh, yeah, fuck, that's yeah. true. You'd get real. You get a magnetic that's like your back to me. that's your gavel for when you visit the Senate. Boom! Just fucking smash the podium to bits. I want to smash it so hard though that like lightning shoots off of it. You're given <laughs> a State of the Union address and you just blow the podium apart. Kaboom! Yeah, Thor himself hand it to you. <laughs> right, that'd be awesome, Chris. Hemsworth. Thank you, Chris Hemsworth. I'd be like, oh, the mighty Thor, everyone. Lord of Thunder. So I did, uh, when when I was in college, I did a speech and we had to introduce somebody. We had to do an introduction speech. Oh, and I didn't know anybody that I liked enough to introduce. So I wrote mine about Thor and it like completely fell flat. Like I felt like I did a pretty decent job. And the end of it was like, and let me introduce to you the Lord of Thunder himself, Thor. And... Everybody just stared at it. Yeah, they were just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, what the fuck is this kid smoking? So, like, my teacher, I think, liked it and realized that I was just having a little bit of fun with the project, but nobody, like, didn't get any laughs, didn't, like, yep, clap of shame. Like, people just barely was like, okay, yep, get off the fucking stage. What are you doing? Oh, well, that happens. Maybe they're in so much shock and awe. (laughs) (laughs) They're speechless. Maybe. And then when you left, they all they all started clapping. Yeah. Oh my God. You yeah. Should, you should have had like some long, like blonde-haired hobo come in yeah. with you. <laughs> the Lord of Thunder. I should have got you. The Lord of Thunder <laughs> smells like shit. We haven't bathed in three days. <laughs> all right, couple of quick hitters here. Gaming disorder has now been recognized as a real disease by the World Health Organization. Wait, what? Finally. Gaming disorder is now a real thing. You can claim it probably for insurance purposes. What what defines gaming disorder? God damn it. I said this is a quick hitter. Okay. Well, I didn't know that was a real thing. Let me me pull it up here. I mean, you don't got to do it right now. So you play games. Send me the link or something. You play games all the time. Can I get, like, so I I can help my deductible. Really? So, gaming disorder has been officially added to the registry of officially recognized diseases from the World Health Organization. So, they voted unanimously to adapt this version, which uh, includes the video game thing. So, they say gaming disorder is characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior online or offline. But it says gaming disorders can include the following impaired control over gaming, onset slash frequency, intensity, duration, termination, or context. Number two, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes the precedence over other life interests and daily activities. I think they just call that being a Twitch streamer. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty sure. Three, the continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. So basically, we're calling gaming disorder gaming addiction. The, the the wording 
for this could be similar to other addictions, gambling addiction. I thought they were talking about like Monopoly or something. <laughs> addicted to playing Monopoly. You better not buy Park Place, motherfucker. <laughs> you know that's my favorite one. <laughs> I'll trade you. So people who are deemed to have the gaming disorder run the risk of significant impairment to their personal family, social education, or occupational lives, according to the World Health Organization. It is uh, suggested that a person who has gaming disorder, that's like, evidently that's like capital G, capital D, gaming disorder. (laughs) uh, They would display these behavior patterns for a year or longer. Oh, fuck, I got gaming disorder. Yeah, literally every American child has gaming disorder. Can I? <laughs> Anybody that grew up in our generation has gaming disorder. Pretty yeah, much. you're probably right. If you play Fortnite, you have a gaming disorder. Oh, I think you have Fortnite disorder, and you should play a better game. I'm gonna floss on you. Oh, yuck! That's disgusting. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I wish I had a vomit noise on here. <laughs> I wish I had a flossing noise. Oh, is that the flossing noise? That is not what it sounds like when and I floss my teeth. Orange Justice. Is that like an Orange Julius from Dairy Queen? Wrong. Wrong. Okay, the rest of the quick hitter news bits. Robert Pattinson is reportedly starring as the new Batman. Boo. Robert pa- Pattinson of Twilight fame Boo. is going to be the Caped Crusader. Boo. The Masked I'm Vigilante. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. And watch me sparkle. I'm Edward. <laughs> Fucking A. Nope. Nope. Don't like it. I don't like it at all. No, that's horrible. I'd rather have Ben Affleck. Would you? I would rather have I would. I mean, I'd rather have somebody else, but like maybe not Ben Affleck or Robert Pattinson. My pitch would be for uh, David Mazuzos from uh, Gotham, the kid that plays him in Gotham. Fuck. Like he's probably 17 now. He's getting old enough to play Batman. Yeah. I mean, he already plays Bruce Wayne. Right. He's already has experience playing the character. What if they got uh, Jacob, the, the werewolf guy from Twilight? Oh, and then it'd be Taylor like, Lautner? And that's yeah. no better. <laughs> so then it'd be, they'd have that again where it's like Team Edward and Team Jacob. Oh, God. Uh, who they want to be Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. You want to see me wolf out? <laughs> you want to see my hairy ears? <laughs> Let's just get Kristen Stewart to be Catwoman now. Ooh. Let's cast her as Catwoman. Selena Kyle. Yep. And then, uh, so the two reportedly villains in this movie are Catwoman and the Penguin. So Taylor Lautner could be the Penguin. And then we'd have the fucking Twilight trifecta here. Let's get Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, uh, Kristen Stewart as Catwoman, and Taylor Lautner as P- the Penguin. I'm so in. Does Taylor Lautner get his... Uh... His cues and tips from Danny DeVito. I think yeah. so. Where's Sam when you need him? Or they can choose Danny DeVito, the voice, but use <laughs> Taylor Lautner's physique <laughs> and everything. I'm sure Danny DeVito has recorded enough lines in his history as an actor oh, to not even, like, he doesn't even need to do any work. Like, just get the editors. What? You just want to use my voice? Okay. Whatever. Okay. That's fine. Like that recut of Detective Pikachu with just Danny DeVito lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. From, from the trailer? Yeah. Yes. I'm in. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully he gets, like, fired before that movie comes out. I wanted to say killed, but, like, that seems extreme. That's, that's extreme. I don't want him to die. We could send him a message, but that sounds like we're going to break his legs. You guys want to go to break first? Okay. So we'll be back with some... Uh, 
quick little news bits on Game of Thrones, and then we'll, we will jump into our official Game of Thrones chat. So I will leave you with this, and then it is break time. Winter is coming. All right, it's fucking break time. Winter is coming. Break is coming. Stay tuned. Do you watch Friends? Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? Then you should listen to How I Met Your Friends. Hi, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Julie. And we are the ladies behind How I Met Your Friends, the podcast that explores the similarities and theories of Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Every week, we watch an episode from each show and dive deep into the crossovers and catchphrases. So if you've ever noticed the similarities between these fantastic shows, come check out our podcast. You can reach us on social media at How I Met Your Friends Pod or email Pod at gmail.com. All right, welcome back from break, everybody. Thank you for sticking with us through that little bit. So as we said earlier, we are going to do our Game of Thrones chat now. So tune out. Those of you who do not want to hear full spoilers and complaints for uh, season eight and other things about Game of Thrones. So first bit of news, there is a petition <laughs> to kick the Game of Thrones showrunners off their new Star Wars project. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That's so bad. So the Game of Thrones showrunners, is it D.B. Weiss and what's the other guy's name? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, the other guy's D&D. name. Yeah, they're D&D. D&D is, what, yeah, whatever the... It's Weiss and Benoff, I think, is yeah. the names, the, their last names anyways. Yeah. And they have been the showrunners for Game of Thrones since the beginning the beginning of the season, Lucasfilm announced that those two would be getting their own Star Wars movie. And it would be the next Star Wars movie following the last... Wait, what the fuck's the next movie called? Rise of Skywalker. Rise the of, Last Skywalker. Yeah, The Last Skywalker. That's not it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Look it up. You fucking look it up. Do it right now. I'll fucking look it D- up. Get after it. It says, Last Skywalker, Austin is right. That's not what it says. It says, Austin is always right, and so is Cody. <laughs> Thank you. I like that. <laughs> is that your Google search? That's what it came up as? You must be using Bing. No, I'm using Yahoo. <laughs> Are you asking Jeeves? Uh, Steve Jobs. <laughs> I think I think he's called Siri now. I think he... That's Alexa. I don't the know. Rise of Skywalker. That's what I said. That's what we said. Oh, you motherfuckers. That's what we I'm gonna said. I'm going to play this motherfucking shit back. Go ahead. You'll hear us say, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> no, you... I... Okay, so there's a peti- petition to kick those two off of whatever movie follows the last slash Rise no, of Skywalker. They're doing the next three. Well, Trilogy. so... Yeah, so it was initially announced as the next three, and then I heard that maybe they would only do one based on fan feedback. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. There, so when I, I sign this petition, I just want to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And at the time of signing, fuck, I wish I still had it pulled up here. Um, uh, there was over, well over uh, 1.5 million signatures. Really? Yeah. And that's more signatures than James Gunn got for, his, and it wasn't his petition, but the petition to bring back James Gunn. Two Guardians three only had like five hundred thousand signatures, and I signed that one too. Uh, so they have a petition to remake season eight of Game of Thrones, yep. also, and that's also really one point six. <laughs> I, I I would sign that petition. Yeah, 
So there's the same boat of people are there. They went over to that petition. Yeah, too, and yeah. They're just like, yep, we're signing. I signed also. that one too. So I. <laughs> They're just like fuck these guys. I did sign the remake. I mean, also fuck those guys. Like, what in the fuck? What a shit show this fucking season was. So next, this is the last bit of news. I promise before we get into our Game of Thrones chat, this is your news, Austin. Why don't you go ahead and take this one? So uh, our all favorite Jon Snow, Kit Harrington. He's my favorite. He is everybody's favorite. He is so stressed out. And so sad that Game of Thrones is ending that he's checked himself into a luxury rehab. And you guys are never going to guess how much his rehab is going to cost. I I would say like expensive rehab, I would say you're going to pay probably tens of thousands of dollars a month, maybe 20 grand a month. Well, Ryan, you're very, very close. It's 120 grand a month. A month? A month. Fuck off. No yeah. way. So he's undergoing psychological coaching. Okay. Practicing mindful meditation uh, and cognitive behavioral therapy to combat stress and deal with negative emotions at the facility. You should read everything we have on the show. No, that's Sam's job. <laughs> <laughs> but what? In $120,000 a month? Yep. Holy fuck. Well, I mean, that's that's nothing. I mean, he gets paid uh, half a million each episode since season six. No way. Since season six? Every single one of them have been getting paid half a million since season six. Holy shit. Not every one of them, but the main actors like Jamie Lannister, Cersei, Kit Harrington, and uh, someone else. But <laughs> And someone else. I forget. But the Sophia Turner, uh, Sansa, and uh, Maze Williams that plays Arya. They get okay. paid a hundred and no two hundred and fifty because when they signed it they were minors. Oh fucking lame! So they got they got screwed over in that deal. They did. Yeah. That's super shitty. But I mean, Jon Snow is thirty two years old now. Okay. And Game of Thrones has been out ten years. I want to say, yeah. Rough, yeah. roughly yeah. eight years. Maybe eight years is eight nine. Yeah, for sure, eight years. So he spent most of his twenties just. Playing Jon Snow, you know, slowly turning into Jon Snow. Snow. I mean, he's, he still looks like him, too. He still has the hair. He still has the beard. I mean, You're not wrong there. He does definitely embody what I would, you know, Jon Snow. To me, he's Jon Snow. He can't be anybody else. I mean, you could maybe make the argument for that guy in Pompeii, but I'm pretty sure he died in that movie. He, he also did, like, a miniseries on HBO called, like, Gunpowder. But he also, he, oh, I'm not going to spoil that. But <laughs> wait, Kit Harrington did? Yeah, he did. It's on HBO. It's like a mini series, and it's like four or five episodes. Well, I guess it's a good thing I got HBO on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Well, you just have it for watching the rest of uh, John Oliver. So that's Ooh. what I've been doing. You've been watching John Oliver? Fuck yeah, I have been watching John Oliver. The fuck's John Oliver? Well, that's off topic. We'll get to that a different time. John Snow. John Sam. Snow. But yeah, his wife, uh, the girl who played Ygritte, the red-haired woman. She's very supportive. She's like, "Yes, let's get him in there." So he must have been, must have been hitting it hard. <laughs> he was calling Aww. her eager. He's calling her. Oh my gosh! He's like, "Where's Ghost? I haven't seen Ghost. Where are you? <laughs> Ghost, you're missing part Ghost, of your ear. Where are you? Torment. <laughs> Sam, where Sam, are you, Sam? Sam? Sam, read me a bedtime story. Read me from the book. He calls the guy who plays Sam on the show. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. 
Oh man. Sam, I called you off this this witch device that allows me to talk to you through time and space. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, but I got... Where's your raven? <laughs> the ravens. <laughs> but... My brother took him, he warged out. He wo- Sorry. Oh. Yeah. No. Okay, let's uh let's get into our chat here. We're about an hour into the show. This should give us a good solid hour to just vent. And I think for me, this is going to be like a form of therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like I I have uh, talked to my buddy Travis, who's super into Game of Thrones. He's read all the books. I talked to him a little bit. I talked to some of the people at work. But really expelling this on the episode, on the on the podcast, I think, is my preferred method of uh, bitching. So. Where do you guys want to start? Wherever you want to start, Ryan. Well, I thought Doctors maybe in the house. I thought maybe we'd uh, try and go episode by episode, if at all possible. So from season eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So do you guys remember what happened in episode one? Introduction. Yes. Kay. Lots of introductions. Lots of people meeting each other for the first time. For the first time. Uh, like got lots of reunions too. Mm-hmm. Um, Prepping for the battle. I mean, I mean, like the first few minutes was like basically the first episode of Game of Thrones. I don't know if you remember, like Arya was running around trying to look at the army, but then there was a little boy. Oh yeah, running around trying to, and you even see her look at the little boy, like, ha, I remember that. I've been in your shoes. Yeah, and then you know, I, that's an interesting callback. I did not notice that that was a callback. I forgot. And a lot of it was. It was like you see the army marching in, then you get the king or queen you know come yeah. up and then you have this the Jamie Lannister you know but it's gray worm and all this other stuff mm-hmm. but like literally it's almost the, and they even said it in the after scenes or like they tried to make it as close as possible to the first episode really yeah that's pretty cool that is pretty cool but seeing that army of unsullied march in was that was pretty lit and of course this is where they're marching into winterfell yep um like a lot of the stuff about the first episode I thought was really slow, mm-hmm. and there are uh, there are parts about a lot of these episodes that I'm like, F- what are we doing? Like, why is the camera lingering here for so long? And because there's there's moments, and I get it, like they're supposed to be somber, sullen moments for a lot of them, mm-hmm. but it just seems like wasted time. Like an hour, this hour and a half episode, quote unquote, could have been shorter or you could have fit more stuff into this. But so in the first episode, we see all of the people who are following Daenerys come to Winterfell. Yep. Right. Yep. And Dothraki, we everything. the yeah. Dothraki. Yep. Is that pretty much that whole episode? What else happens? Uh, Yeah. Tyrion and Sansa finally meet up and. Oh, talk that's about... right. They talk about their marriage. Yep. Everything that's been happened and. Sansa calls Tyrion stupid for believing in Cersei. For believing in... Oh, yeah. Because Cer- cause that's, like, right at, right before that, they all went to Cersei and, like, hey, we just showed you that one of those whites. So let- come join us. And she's like, okay. I definitely will. Definitely. Bo-sho. Checks in the mail. I'll be right there. <laughs> let me just... I just got to finish up this. I'm cooking a roast, and I really <laughs> can't leave it. I'm... In the oven? Yeah, the oven. Microwave. A roast of bullshit. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Well done, Cody. Uh, so yeah, c- episode one is pretty slow. Um, for the most part, there's not really a whole lot of 
battles that happen, if I remember right. No. It no. really doesn't get moving until episode three. What What is two? Two is when they're preparing to die, you know, the night before the actual fight. Oh. Episode three is the battle yeah. of Winterfell. But episode two was them, like, sitting around the campfire saying... Oh. oh yeah, and then you get a ton of reminiscing. Yeah, and Brienne gets knighted. Yep. Okay. Uh, and Brienne and Jamie fuck. That's at third one. That's the third episode. Yeah, because okay. they do it after the battle. Yeah, you're right. It is after the battle because Tormund wants to fuck Brienne, but Jamie ends up fucking Brienne. And he turns into sad Tormund. <laughs> Dude, that was funny. <laughs> For five seconds, and then he's like, "Oh, other woman." So like all that reunion stuff, and like when the Hound. Beric and Arya go to sit together on the wall, mm-hmm. and not like the wall, but the wall of the castle. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not spending the rest of my night with you sad fucks or whatever, <laughs> and goes away. Like, I'm not spending my last night on Earth talking to you two. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. So people were saying that, because the, the hound was sitting by himself, and Arya went to him, and you know, was talking to him, and then Beric came in and, you know, started talking. So people were saying that she was trying to fuck the hound. Because yeah. then, then right after that, right after she goes to the hound, she goes and finds. She goes oh, and finds Gendry, true. and she's like, "Hey, boy, let's do this." But the hound was alone, and she went up to him and started talking, and then Barry cockblocked the hound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I can't. So I'm glad you brought that up, Austin. I forgot that this particular scene was in episode two. Arya fucks Gendry. Yeah, yeah, and like. I didn't like anything about that scene. I didn't, yeah. Because it's not, like, her character has not posed anything sexual, like, seemed interested in any boys throughout the whole thing. Like, there are parts of this show where she has uttered the words, all men must die. Season five, like, that's season five's tagline, is all men must die. Mm. And, like, Daenerys says it, and Arya says it when she's training with the assassin face people, and... Well, then that's, that's what Val- Valar Magoris or something like yes. that, whatever word that uh, Valerian, yeah, it's on my shirt. Exactly, yeah, that's what that means, right? So, and then to have her like go up to Gendry and be like, "I want to know what this experience is like before I die," because presumably we're gonna die. It's just weird because you don't really see them interact very often in the show, and when you do, she's like twelve, mm-hmm. and he's in his twenties or early like late teens at least. Yeah. I don't know how old he was, you know, in real life, but then the next time you see them together, they're having sex. It's just weird and I did not like it at all. I don't think it fit Arya's character. You got to see her side boob. Side boob a little and bit. But and her butt. Um but a lot of people didn't like it either. They they think of Arya as her as their child. Yeah, and she's almost like I guess my biggest deal is she's like asexual throughout the whole thing she is not doesn't seem interested in sex at all she doesn't want to be a princess right or anything like that she wants to be a knight like brianne yeah Mm. brianne was a virgin it's just weird i didn't like it at all yeah it was a little off-putting off-putting is maybe the best way to to say it yeah because you just see her as like this badass like you said she has no like inclination towards it so just i think they were just like filler and that so much of what we saw in the first two episodes, at least to me, seemed like filler. And for them to only be doing six episodes and trying to tell this story 
that's going to encapsulate the first seven seasons and, and, and tie up all these loose ends. Like it just seemed like uh, so much wasted screen time on stuff that I probably wouldn't have wasted screen time on if I was writing the show. And then in episode three, like to me, this is where it really gets going. The white walkers and the army of the dead attack Winterfell. Yep. And most of that whole scene when the white walkers are attacking is just all of the heroes staying alive in various un, uh, unbelievable ways and them putting in being put into these dire circumstances where you're like, Jesus Christ, how are they going to get out of this? And then, of course, they just make it out of it because you can't die. Everybody really likes you. Plot armor. Plot armor is what we see throughout that entire episode. There's... So the Army of the Dead attacks. It's the worst army that the living have seen in a thousand years. It's going to bring a thousand years of winter. And two people die, right? Barrack and Jorah? And then, uh, and then Ed. Ed, the... Oh, and Ed. The, the, I don't even remember Lord, his fucking name. The Lord Com- I only remember it because of the books. Theon. Theon Greyjoy died. Okay, so that's Theon. four. That little girl died, but she stabbed that freaking giant in the eye. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lady Mormont? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's five. That giant straight crushed her, though, man. That was like... The Night King. The Night King did Oh, that. my God. Don't he, get me fucking started on he the died. Night King. He died. I actually liked him. Yeah. Because he didn't talk. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> waste no time with him. No, he didn't. He's just like, yeah, fuk you. I liked him when, when Daenerys like blew that, had the dragon fire on him, and he just comes out, and he's like, he has that little smirk on mm. his face, and he's just like, all right, time to, time to throw this spear again because I'm an Olympic champion. <laughs> But he misses. Yeah. And then he misses. I, I hated that. I hate how he missed. But So at the beginning of that battle, uh, Daenerys sends her cavalry to attack the an un- White Walkers. The, uh, like an unknown enemy. They're, yep. They're, they're In zombies. the darkness. In the darkness with only their regular swords. Their, right. Whatever those are called. Yeah, they a little sickle swords. They don't have Valyrian steel that kills them. Right. They're just going to charge in there. With nothing but swords with and With their horses. And Jorah's leading it. And then you see, so what you see is you see this distant shot and you see torches and then you just see, well, well I guess it's not torches, it's the, M- the came sword. in right. and, and lights the lights swords the on swords, fire. Yeah. Um, so you just see the lights extinguish on the swords. In that whole battle, you do not once see one of those swords swing. <laughs> they, know, yeah. they are stationary and then they go out. And you're like, really? You didn't even try? Like you weren't, you're not even gonna swing at anything. What happened when you went over there? Because they, they don't show any of that. They were scared. Well, <laughs> they're Dothraki screamers, motherfucker. <laughs> if you're gonna send in the people who are supposed to be the cavalry because they're on goddamn horses first, they better do some fucking damage. If this, if this is gonna be Blitzkrieg, motherfucker, get after it. And Start cutting some fucking heads off. Yeah, man, no armor, no armor, no nothing. They're, yeah. they're shot cavalry. Yeah. All they do are supposed to hit, hit them and go. Yeah. yeah. Especially with an army that they like, literally, if they had they had that map, which I love the map of like all their armies set up and yeah. everything. But that literally the the line of white of the walker of the whites were like from north to south. Yeah, like almost about to surround them. So yeah. they're gonna send in that small little horde right in the center of them. Uh huh. Which doesn't make any sense. No, at all. It doesn't make any sense at all. And some of them still survived. A lot of them still survived. Yes. Yeah, because they like half of them survived. <laughs> All the sword fire went out, and then half of them survived. Because yeah. she says in like episode four, it's like we still have half of our Dothraki. Like 
What? Yeah. Only Ow. four of them came back with Jorah. Like four individual people came back with Jorah. Yeah. And that's supposed to indicate that half of them survived. Yep. That doesn't make sense. You see at least that many attack them coming like back to life and attack them oh, later. Yeah. 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 And then they have their catapults or their trebuchets. <laughs> yeah. Right behind the horsemen. Yeah. Sitting right there. And and they use the cat those trebuchets for two or three shots. Yeah, that's it. That's all they fire. And then they stop firing the trebuchets because they've already sent their guys with horses in and they don't want to hit them. And You're like, maybe you should have shot the trebuchets beforehand? Oh, I'd have been fucking like, I don't know. I'm not a trebuchet expert. No, you put those bitches in the back. <laughs> You don't put them in the front, in front of your infantry. No, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it says RTS Master Austin. That's what the I do. Trebuchets go in the back, bitch. Like you're supposed to protect those. Those are your like. Those are like just supposed to. Be, those are like the dragons. You know, when they're super around, they're taking out men. Right. That's what your trebuchets are supposed to do. Not that, and knocking down walls. Because you're not gonna be able to move them. Right. Once they're once yeah. they're there. Yeah, they're pretty much stationary. And Once they, they're in a spot. And especially if there's a horde of zombies coming at you, you're going to want those to keep on going as long as possible. But yeah, they have their spearmen right behind it. And then their uh, miscellaneous swordmen on right. the sides, you know? And they've got... So they they spend episode two prepping this wooden stick pokey wall. Trench. The yeah. wooden stick trench pokey wall thing. And they line that around Winterfell. Yep. And... It, it you know they're like oh is this gonna work yeah it's gonna work because look at this fucking cool sand trap thing and they use that one time uh in one spot and like oh okay well i guess that's all done then it works um, here it works in this one spot to get gray worm back and the thing is the their whole plan was to kill the night king as soon as possible yeah so john and danny were waiting with their dragons off to the distance and what was supposed to happen was that their Thraki are supposed to charge, and I'm assuming kill all the whites or whatever. I'm, whatever the plan was there, but, yeah. But yeah, they, they died, and then they were supposed to wait until the Night King shows himself. Mm-hmm. But Danny's like, oh no, my Dothraki are dead. What? I have to go help them. And then she gets on her dragon and leaves, and John's like, well, there goes that plan. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Wing it. But yeah, that's just, oh man. And then they have to, they, they, oh, that, that wave of zombie whites that came in that when they started attacking the Unsullied and all the other troops was mm-hmm. just, that was like World War nuts. Z yeah. type of. That was nuts. I, I mean, like that. that was a well-filmed. Yeah, that yeah. was a well-filmed part of that episode. And I thought like that made it, it was similar to the Battle of the Bast- Bastards, the way they filmed that because it's like got really visceral camera angles and yeah. it puts you right up in the action. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I did appreciate that part. But uh, as they come back from that, like the Unsullied retreat, right? And they they retreat back beyond well, the, the Pokey Wall. The Unsullied don't retreat. Everybody else retreats. And okay, but and, the, yeah, it says the give them cover, right? The Unsullied right? were the ones that were, co- yeah, were basically covering everybody else. And so everybody's like retreating though, besides the Unsullied. Yeah. And Melisandre comes up. She appears out of nowhere again. Again. Uh, last time we saw her, she was off in another land doing work for the Lord of Light, right? Yeah. And then she just comes back like, oh, What's good, everybody's here. I'm here now, too, so celebrate. And she comes back to light the Dothraki swords on fire. Yeah. And we establish two things at the beginning of that episode. We establish that she has 
mental control over what she lights on fire and when, because she only lights their swords on fire, and she only lights swords that are in the hands of people on fire. And we also establish that she has enough magical energy to light an entire army's worth of swords. Yes. Now, she does not light everybody else's swords, for whatever reason. They she all, only they, lights the Dothraki swords. I think everybody else has Valyrian steel. Okay. Or Dragonglass, Dragon right? Dragonglass, yeah. yeah. So, and that's fine. Like, if that's the argument there, I'm fine with that. So, the Dothraki go in, their swords go out. They don't stay curiously lit like Beric's sword always does. Yeah. We've established those two things about Melisandre's magic. Mm-hmm. Now, when everybody's retreating and everybody is beyond or behind the pokey wooden wall yeah. that they are going to light on fire because of White Walkers don't like fire. Yep. Like, okay, that's a decent plan, I guess. Melisandre comes in and she says... Oh, fuck, you guys can't light the the wall on fire? Well, here, let me touch it with my magical fire hands, and I will light the whole wall on fire. So, that's a stupid plan for two reasons. One, it's wood. So, all the White Walkers have to do is wait until the wood burns out. And that's the first thing that I thought of when she lit it on fire. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll just get 20 minutes of that thing burning. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, here's what should have happened. So the White Walkers attack that thing before they have it lit on fire, right? Yeah. So based on what we've established about Melisandre's magic, what should have happened is they should have gotten one of those cages that they captured a White Walker in previous to now. They should have pulled its leg out of the cage. She should have held a White Walker's leg and used her magical mind powers to light all the White Walkers on fire. End of the fucking battle right there. But it's too easy. Yeah, that'd be too easy. No, it's not. That's, but. It's a good plan. I give you that. It is a great plan. But in terms of they need this to last a little bit longer, it's too easy. But it's so stupid because that is the best plan available and they didn't do it. I think the only thing that would be bad about that is that the Night King has special powers himself. Yeah. Okay. And he, I don't think, I don't know if he would be able to, but he could probably be like, nope. That one's not mine anymore because he can control all of them and he yeah. can make them rise. It's like then... a hive mind, right? Yeah. Like... yeah. So I, maybe they, that could have worked. But the, they burned when they were lit on fire by the dragon. And then that was they died once they were lit on fire by the dragon. Yeah. So I guess maybe you could make the argument that Lord of Light magical Melisandre fire is different than dragon fire. I think she had no idea what she was doing. <laughs> I think she I just think... came up and she's like, hey, there's a bunch of z- zombie whites behind me. Can I have one of those swords? And she's like, so like oh, okay, that's good. You know? And then she's like, so you guys sure. just keep them. <laughs> she, the whole time, what she was actually saying is, please, please light. Please, <laughs> please, please, please light. light. So the whole, like, the spot where Arya kills the Night King. Yeah. What'd you guys think? So I've bitched for a second. You guys go ahead. I didn't think it was going to be Arya that killed the Night King, but yeah. still just. Seeing her do it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. She did the whole like drop knife. <sighs> yeah, that was that's something that John Wick would be proud of. Yeah, you know? right there. Yeah, Some John Wick movie. I mean, they they just like nobody knew how she like jumped out of nowhere she's right. and killed him. And that's the thing, she's an assassin. And then I guess there was a pile of dead white uh, walkers or whites that were laying on the ground, and she jumped off that. That's what they said in the documentary. <laughs> yeah. That was their excuse. That was their excuse. There was a pile of those dead zombies, and she vaulted off of it, and then 
somehow made all that space through that. Well, he grabbed her. And then, yeah, and then he grabbed her. And then he's like, and she dropped the knife. It reminded me of that part in Home Alone when Kevin is caught by the sticky bandits (laughs) and they're like holding him up. (laughs) You guys don't remember that part? No, I was screaming. I do. I was screaming during during uh Yeah, he's, he's run like, fucker run Gotcha. <laughs> but I I mean I did like the part where she dropped the knife and stabbed him because I'm pretty sure she used that move before, right? That was a callback. Yeah, yeah she, she did it on Brienne. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of I mean, a lot of people were theorizing that she like used one of the whites as a costume, you know, because she could take other people's faces. And I read that as well, but part of that episode is Arya sneaking through white walkers right she's bad at it and she i mean she but that part doesn't need to exist like that's what i'm talking about filler screen time like that's probably a 10 minute segment when she's been running from them before and then encounters less than the as many as she was running from before and now she's gonna sneak by them instead of just running by them she tired (laughs) i guess so and she also didn't have uh she hit her head she didn't have the uh well, she couldn't use needle, but she didn't have oh, that, that staff. staff. Yeah, that she didn't have that staff, staff thing. Yeah, that staff that was staff badass. was cool. That was Arya's cool. fight scenes in this episode are some of the coolest yes. in the entire season. Yep. For sure. And, and I feel the reason they had the scene set up that way, Ryan, was so that she would meet Melisandre. Because they don't meet until that point. Yeah, I guess. But like, also, that's just filler. Like That I, whole scene is filler. I, if she's such a sneaky assassin... Then why didn't she take the face of one of the White Walkers if she was going to do that anyways? Again, because when they got hit with dragon glass or fire, they turned to ash. But they that one didn't turn to ash at the end that she stabs in the throat. It's a fluke. She and tired. Why? She tired. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't hit it in the right spot. It's the ultimate solution. <laughs> you mean the CGI guys were tired and they didn't feel like animating that particular death scene? Yeah, fuck it, guys. It's 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 eleven o'clock at night. We it's, ain't gotta be here till eleven o'clock tomorrow. It's like when let's go home. When John leaves and he doesn't pet ghost, and you're like, why doesn't he pet ghost? And no. then you're like, oh, because you couldn't fit it into the budget. You couldn't ruffle his hair right. because it's not in the CGI budget. Yep. Um, I know that they said that uh they didn't want to have consecutive like battle scenes because they thought people would get tired of it. Oh, you're right. Because like right. you know, if you have like a hour and a half of just straight battling I, some people might get tired of it i mean i wouldn't because i love that you mm-hmm. know yeah. I, I play games like that all the time right but they wanted to have that little filler in there so people would get a break from it you know and have like a oh it's a horror type you know she's running away from the whites you know sneaking around and every little sound they can hear you know then it goes back to like them busting or swarming through. Yeah, the halls. like immediately after, like she <laughs> exits that room safe, and yeah. then gets exhales, seen. Yeah, yeah, exhales and then gets seen by another White Walker and starts running. Yep. And that is also the scene where Barrack dies. Yep. So it could be argued that Barrack was brought back to life to save Arya because she was going to kill the Night King. Yes. Now. I feel so. What we don't understand, I guess, based on the lore that they've established, is why... Because to me, John should have killed the Night King because he was brought back by the Lord of Light to serve a purpose, that purpose being Stop. killing of the Night King, stopping yes, the Night I King. I agree, I agree. John should have killed the Night King. But when John and the Night King came face to face, I feel like the Night King was afraid of John because he's just like, I'm just going to raise my army instead of facing you one-on-one. 
Well, he definitely did do that. Yeah, I know. And I thought certainly like right there, when I first started watching episode three, I thought, how are they going to string this out another three episodes? Yeah. Like to me, the battle with the Night King is the pinnacle. That's what we've been working towards. Like all this other throne shit and all that, like that's superfluous extra stuff that takes a backseat to the end of the fucking world. Yes. And that's what John's been talking about the entire three, four seasons. Yeah. Ever since we've known about White Walkers and the Night King, he has been the big bad. And then in one episode, one night, we tie up that entire story arc. Yeah. You hear, you see, you get like no more backstory about the Night King. So I don't even know what his deal was. And he's dead now. Wait, wait, you, so when Bran is becoming the three-eyed raven, right? they give you the backstory of the Night King right there. Yeah, there's a little bit there, but some of it's inconclusive. I'll give you that, but still, there's at least some backstory. I'm not saying there's not... Yeah, yeah, you get some backstory, but you don't get any more of his story. He never says anything, like Austin says. Like, you, like I don't know what his goal is. Okay. I don't know what his motivations well, are as a character. He, he's he, big mad. <laughs> he's big mad because they made him a uh, the Night King. He's oh, like, you yeah. made me this. Well, I'm gonna kill you all then. Right. They're really HBO's releasing a new show. It's called The White Walkers, and it tells their story through the Game of Thrones. What are you talking? about? Is this about? like Fear the Walking Dead? It's, no, this is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they this is real news. Okay. Making, the Long Night is a spinoff, which is about the origin story of the Night King. Fucking Night King. finally. Yeah, really. Which that's gonna. They're doing the uh, first episode in. Uh, during the summer, this actually next month or this month, they're starting it. So next year it should be so out. It's just called the long night. Yeah. That's the name of it. And, and who's going to be in it? Nobody from. Okay. It's going to be brand new people, brand new directors, brand new. So everything. the dude who played the night King is not reversing or reprising. Well, that. maybe, I but I don't think so. I mean, he doesn't say anything anyway, so no, uh, cause they have, they already have the cast already everything. And I mean, it's a, it's a mainly a, a woman lead role typo. Yeah. Because I guess the children of the forest are like women or whatever. Okay, not... so it's telling their story. Yeah, and how they yeah. created okay. and how they created them. Yeah. Okay, and we've seen a little bit of that, which I would love to see more of that backstory. I'm yeah. so for the spinoff shows, they were talking about doing one with Arya. Nope, but she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, she doesn't want to do it. That sucks. That does suck because she is definitely yep. Especially the my way favorite. they left the uh, the ending for her. Is... Uh, so I would take multiple. So let's get yeah, let's get on. Let's move on from the battle with the Night King. And let's move on to episodes three and four. Well, hold on. I had... Or, I, sorry, four and five. I go have ahead. one complaint about that fight. Sorry, go so, ahead, Cody. when the White Walkers are all charging and they're, like, climbing over each other, you just see the Unsullied just standing there with the shields out. Man, why don't you make, like, a Spartan barricade and have your spears down facing forward? Right, And right. have, like, the guy behind you with his spear on your shoulder, you know, just, like, a big-ass... Right. I've seen how this movie goes. This is a winnable battle. Right? <laughs> 300 right <laughs> you gotta pinch them you've got to funnel them to a certain area and then just keep going yeah just shield wall and spear wall and that's what they're talking about with that trench probably like opening up a couple spots and then having the unsullied just line up around that trench and just stab 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 stab, stab, stab. stab, and make stab, stab. Yeah. see that's that's something else man you got you got all these arrows and like as soon as you light the trench everybody stops they're not firing arrows yeah. no more. I'd, yeah. I'd still be. What are be, you doing? Hey, Stop it. Yeah, I'd still be throwing. I don't care what it is. I don't care if I just have a stone of dragon glass. I'm whipping that bitch at you. They tired. They tired. 
I don't care if they die. They need to get to ask. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, they're all gonna die if they yeah, don't. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't stop shooting arrows. Fuck yeah. you. And John's like, hey, stop shooting. Fuck you, sir, John. I'm continuing this shit till they're dead. <laughs> so we see Theon protect Bran throughout that whole yeah, scene. That was and pretty, we see Theon die. That was redemption. pretty cool. Yeah, redemption. And he gets redemption. I, I agree with that. But what what do you think of John killing the Night King? What what like the books? I don't know where the books are going. What do you think, Austin? I don't know, man. It's I would I would say if the, if anything in the books, John is going to kill the Night King. But I think the directors wanted to take a different direction because it's like, oh yeah, John's going to kill the Night King. Everybody knows right. that John's going to kill the Night King. So I'm I'm assuming since it's a TV show, they're going to change a lot of stuff and they're going to be like. Boop, Arya, out Surprise, of nowhere. Surprise, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's you can't really talk about like lore in the last few seasons of Game of Thrones because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Probably the books are going to be so much different if they ever get released, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, it's probably going to be so much different than what is now, you know, well, based I, on what you have to go off of. I think that one advantage that George R. R. Martin has is seeing how not to do it. Right. <laughs> Hearing See, all why, this. In and all the, honesty, like, that it, is the first thing I thought of when it got done was I was like, well, he's going to fix all this shit. He, that's why he waited. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Now he has he's, to rewrite them all. <laughs> he's going to. Another 10, 20 years. He's right. going to have the aunt and nephew marry each other and rule together and shit. Maybe. But literally everybody got a happy ending except for Daenerys. Yeah. So and John, I feel John got a shaft. John got the fucking shaft. Unless yeah, we're gonna get spinoff show with Tormund, Ghost, and John, that would like, be great. That's what I want. Uh, oh, the king be beyond amazing. the wall. That's what I want to see. But that's what he wanted. He didn't want to be king. He didn't want to. He do didn't want to be king. But still, I, he I, I be left alone. He should have been north. fucking king. Okay, he should have killed the night king, king, and he should have been king. He didn't want it. Okay, I let's, he didn't want it. But let's get on to four and five. I still feel that like him being exiled to the Night's Watch is shit because I mean he already gave his life to the Night's Watch. Yeah. Why should he have to go back? Well, he should kind of have to go back because he didn't do that. He gave his life for the Night's Watch, and then he got brought back. That's that's the rule. If you give your life, then your your watch is over. (laughs) Okay, so that's literally what they say. Technically, since he died, okay, okay, fine. That's why I'll I'll accept it. That's why he walks off, and he's like, "My watch has ended. My watch is done." Oh, yeah, he's like, "Remember that? My watch is done." I died for this. I got stabbed. Look, here's the scars, the yeah, seven swords that were shoved through me. Exactly. I'm outie. Fuck you guys. Yep. Ghost? Man, eh, if you want to stay, whatever. I'll see you on the flip side. You cost too much. I can't afford to feed you four <laughs> boars a day. <laughs> four boars? We can feed the dragons. <laughs> we can't feed you. All yeah, right? S- sorry, buddy. I got a new pet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, I want to see a picture of just like Ghost looking all sad and shit because John's petting the dragon. There's more CGI into Ghost because of his fur than there is in the dragons. I I agree. Is what Justin said. Wow, that's crazy. I felt I felt so bad for Ghost. He took his fucking ear. Yeah, he he looked rough, man. Yeah, fucking a. Yeah, and he's the only one to have lived. No, uh, Arya's still alive. Oh, but it it's like gone, right? It's 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 living with. It's on its own. It's on pack. Okay. Yeah. It. It had puppies. And, and that's Nymeria? I don't remember yeah, what she Nymeria. Okay. Nymeria. Okay, yeah, let's move on to four and five because there's segments of that I want to address. So in four, um, the dragon dies. John's dragon dies? Yes. Yeah. The green one. I think. Yep. yep. Because yep. Daenerys rounds the... 
Daenerys is in the sky and she doesn't see the ships in the water. Yeah, that's like... But she's in the sky. For real. And then her dragon just dies immediately because it gets shot. First shot. One first shot, dead to the heart, dead. <laughs> so people were... Uh, were taking segments of the books, what right? The and this was on Twitter. People were taking segments of the books and they were highlighting passages in the books and tweeting them at HBO <laughs> and at the showrunners because there's passages in the book that say, uh, dragon scales are impenetrable to any sort of projectile fire. <laughs> like the only way you can kill a dragon is hit it in the mouth or the eye. And like it says any sort of arrows or whatever shot at the dragon just bounces off its scales because it's fucking dragon scales. Well, did you like, see them arrows, though? I don't, those aren't regular arrows. Those are ballistas. Yeah, those are ballistas. Well, so. I'm just saying there's but passages still, in the book that say dragon scales are impenetrable. The, the spear bolts they made, man, it like, it's like a drill bit smashed together with like a bunch <laughs> of saw blades. Like, did you see it? Like, up when, they, when they're loading them in, did yeah. you see them, the tips and everything? like a little mini drill bit and then a bunch of saw blades sticking out of it i mean shit. it did look vicious that's for sure the, yeah the thing is they like they they in the last season they showed that ballista like it was a new thing mm-hmm. yeah like they've never invented that before oh, like, but they have trebuchets and catapults and all this other stuff right nobody yeah. thought to put a, a really big arrow a on really a really big, big crossbow. crossbow yeah <laughs> yeah like, i don't know what the fuck but like the, the way those things operate too is just fucking crazy yeah, it, it's like uh, there's like four people on the back and just pushing it up and like turning it and shit. And there's just one dude sitting in the chair. Yeah, and he's the, like the dude in the chair is pulling the trigger. That's all. So he, does. he needs to know like how would you even have your guys move maneuver you in such a way like they don't so they don't have any practice nope. right? They don't have any dragons to practice shoot at. They probably just shoot them out in the fields. Yeah, it, but like it's a moving yeah. Uh, you don't have Deer. any moving targets to practice on. Deer. Deer. And oh, yeah, you can probably gauge where the thing's going to land, but you can't gauge where the thing's going to be able to go in the air. You got to take into account wind speeds. You've got to take into account like the speed of the dragon. Yeah. And for one shot to nail it in the heart, like let's say, okay, dragon scales aren't impenetrable, whatever. Yeah. One shot to the heart, first shot without Daenerys having seen you beforehand. No fucking way. I cannot suspend my disbelief that much to the point where I will accept that as fact. Yeah, it's kind of bogus. I agree. Let's see. Then what else happens? Brienne's sex. Okay. Okay. You want to talk about Brienne's sex? Jamie and Brienne's sex. And then? Uh, Jamie's tor- a- Oh, yeah. Jamie's a douchebag. And leaves. And yeah. he says, I love Cersei and she loves me. I thought he was fucking like just saying it so she would fucking stay there. I did too. And then he'd be like, yeah, you stay here, but I'll go. I'm going to I'm going to go love her. I mean, I could kill her. I'm gonna kill Quote her. unquote, love her. Yeah, right. And I'm going to go kill her. The know? same way that John loves Daenerys. I'm going to love her to death. Yes. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. I thought he was going to kill her, too. And I thought, man, like. That's a really sad part for Brienne, and I'm sure she's absolutely heartbroken. Yeah. But had he professed his love for her, like you said, she would have went with him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. if she would have known or thought that he was going to kill their, going there to kill Cersei, she's going too. Yeah, in a heartbeat. And then that's absolutely not what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sucked. Um, also, they told Bronn to go kill uh, Tyrion and Jaime. Right. And 
then he double crosses yeah. Cersei. Well, he, Cersei. Yeah, he has a plan. If they die, then he gets a castle. If they die, he still gets a castle, you know? So either way, he wins. Mm-hmm. And he um, doesn't have to fight, so. Yeah. See, what else? Uh, oh, John told Daenerys before, on, at the end of episode two, before the Battle of Winterfell, that he was that Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. That he's her niece. Yeah. Her nephew. Nephew. And she's yeah. like, I don't care. I love you. He's like, uh, well, she's also uh, like, I care a little bit. Don't tell anybody. And then he totally does tell Arya and Sansa. He tells her that he's gonna tell everybody. <laughs> he's like, look, I'm gonna tell my, I'm gonna tell my family. You yeah, know? I have to tell my family. And as as it goes, the family should have kept the secret. Like well, Arya Sansa's did. a bitch. Sansa right? is like, a bitch. Like fuck, fuck her. Like she should not be queen of the north. She should be queen of a crypt. <laughs> God. She was in the crypt. She was in the bit. crypt for a little bit. No, and she wh- should be buried. Speaking in of it. that crypt, I was waiting for fucking uh, White Walker, Ned Stark, yes, Chris Ned Stark. Oh and, my god, and Rob, <laughs> and Rob Stark. Yes, I was, I was there with you, man. I was like, come on, Sean Bean. He's, he's come not, on. In, he's not in the budget, man. Are you fucking kidding me? They literally flew him out to the. To f- he was out there with them. No, he wasn't. He was out there with them. They flew him out there. They uh, they flew everybody out there that's been in the movie and the, 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 the TV show. show. But still, they flew him out there. They couldn't throw a costume on him and some makeup and, right. have, him- and have him carrying his head or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like holding it. <laughs> Actually, I think it's on a spike on a wall. Yeah, yeah pretty sure. But they could have just used like they could have had his like crypt his torso. Right- yeah, his torso. And he like comes out of the statue or whatever, sitting there. I don't know. And Rob, they could have gotten Rob. They could have gotten Rob. You got stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. Because, like, Tyrion and Sansa were both, like, hiding behind that crypt. There was literally a big old gap. Yeah. Right in between them. And I was just for that hand to come out or, like, yeah. a head come out. And it's, like, robbed. It's, like, Sansa. I Sansa. was expecting one of them to die there. Yeah. So because there's so many scenes where they're in peril and then everybody just survives. We've counted five, right, that died. Like, but also not really five main characters. I would say Jorah's the mainest character of all those. He gets the most screen time out of anybody there. And Theon, Theon. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe probably a toss up between Theon and Jorah. Yeah. And I wasn't even sad when Jorah died. Hmm. I like Jorah. Like, yeah. Like, Khaleesi, please touch it. Touch my peepee one time, please. And then she doesn't. She, doesn't, she doesn't touch doesn't. his peepee. She's like, I can't. I love John. She says, I'm gonna touch my Dracarys, and Aww. she burns his motherfucking ass. That would have been sad. <laughs> that would have been fucking funny. Because he devoted his whole life to her, just for her to be like, eh, I don't want to play with you anymore. Right. Yeah, I'm done with you. I'm going to upgrade to get the new model. <laughs> get the new model. <laughs> to my nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an upgrade? The new, the new nephew 2.0. Oh, sadness. Sad panda. Okay. Um. So in... Four and five, at the in the end of five, is that where you see Daenerys destroy King's Landing? Yes. Like, is it the end of five or the mid, beginning of six? I can't mid, remember. Mid five to a little bit of the beginning of six. Okay. And you see her. You see, um, not Melisandre, Masande, Masande get yeah. beheaded at and the end die of three or four, four at the end of four. At the end of four. And then. The buildup in five culminates with Daenerys destroying partially most of King's Landing. Not oh, it's, partially. It's she gone. she annihilated it King's is Landing. Gone. So she goes full Mad Queen and yes. she uses her dragon, her singular dragon. Yes. Now my problem with 
the battle for King's Landing is A, it's not a battle at all. No. And B, Cersei, who has spent this entire series being the most cunning, underhanded, like backstabby character that anybody, she plays the game better than anyone else. Yeah. And her whole like plan is for to kill the dragons because the guns are on the ships instead of the guns being on the turrets at King's Landing. And once the dragon attacks King's Landing, she has no plan. Yeah. Like, if I was, honestly, if I was Cersei, I'd have Ballista set up around the wall like she did, but also throughout the city. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Like, even if you had enough Ballistas, like, just take them off a couple of the ships. Yeah. Like, I'm, like what if she, her and her hand, evil science man, <laughs> could have thought about what happens when the dragons do get through? Or what if we don't kill both dragons when they're flying over the bay? What if they fly from the fucking south? Jesus Christ, they're dragons. They can come from whatever direction they want. That's where the ships are at. Right. The ships are not all the way around King's Landing. There's only so much water there. Yeah. And then... That's the backside of King's Landing, though. Yeah. Okay, then the west. They're going to come from the east. What if they don't come from the direction the fucking ships are standing? She's got ballistas on the wall. No, she doesn't! Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> they put them all on the ships. They put all of them in the ships. Dude, they 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 lined the uh, city's outer wall. Yeah, I saw yeah. no ballistas fire at dragons on the wall. Oh, they didn't. Oh. They didn't fire. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, it's like like maybe four fired. Yeah, maybe like four fired. But they there was literally one on each like tower. Uh, tower, you know. Like yeah, the outer tower, and then the dragon just ran yeah, through just, the whole outer just, perimeter real fast. Yeah, which I'm I so that might be worse. That might be worse than not putting it, any there at all. Like, but like he was saying, he like they should have had some inside the city. Like, yeah, or inside every the keep. like every other tower, you know, and then just like one here, one here, one here, and then around the red keep too. Yeah, because oh, yeah. they had walls around the red red keep right. also. But no, she didn't do any of that. It's like I don't. It's like she gave up halfway through. Like well, she's like, oh, this is so. Cersei good. gives up, and so does Daenerys because once Masande dies. And she goes into anger mode. A like, tyrant mode. Tyrant mode. She doesn't go kill Cersei. She kills everyone and destroys the entire city and then kills Cersei. Yeah, even when everybody gave up to, like, they all dropped their swords. There was no fighting going on. The bells were ringing. And she was just like, mm, nah, fuck like, y'all. That's out of her character. Because yeah. prior to now, all she has destroyed is bad people. Yeah. Well... That that's what that's kind of that's kind of true, but she's also been like like not sleeping for days since that Masandi got killed. Jorah has been killed. Two of her dragons are dead. John's uh, her nephew. John's her nephew doesn't want to love her. Uh, what else happens? Like she can't take King's Landing because the people are in there and the people don't even like her. Well, um, I think John loved her, but he just didn't know how to he, be with her. Is that what he said? He's like, I love you. You will always be my queen. But you'll always be my queen. And then he stabbed her. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So you think Daenerys' argument in this case, even though it's maybe not specifically stated, is that she's going to kill everybody and just replace those people with her people that like her? Yeah. In the it. in the kingdom? Just, yeah, because she's like, tyrant. yeah, because all the people are inside the Red Keep, so it's their fault that they're there. That's what she's thinking, you know? Right. But like that... 
Like, you literally see the bags under her eyes also. Yeah. Like, when, uh, who comes talk to her? Tyrion comes talk to her in Dragonstone, and he's like, uh, master, I didn't betray you. It's Varys. And then- And but, then Varys gets burned alive gets at burned some alive. point yeah. by that, a dragon. So she gets betrayed by Varys also. Well, and no, it Tyrion. was Tyrion. Tyrion betrayed her and then blamed it on Varys. Cause no, he, Varys betrayed no, Varys her. Varys betrayed her. In that, in that what particular mean, occasion, Varys Then what do you mean her. when he walked up and said, it was me? Which he wa- part? He walked right up to Varys. Oh, he, and said, he said to Varys, me. It, "It was I, me. I told on you." Oh, is yeah. what he was saying. Yeah, like I told her that I, I just want you to know because I'm your friend, and I did this it was to you. That I did this. Mm-hmm. I like, figured more or less like, "Hey, I'm the one who caused all this trouble, but I'm blaming it on no, you." No, no, because Varys, what Varys was doing when he was writing was writing to everyone that John, John's was the, the leader, yeah, yeah the John's true king, the king, which mm-hmm. didn't really matter anyways, because. No, it didn't matter. Like, none of that fucking mattered. He could have not been related to Daenerys at all. If you're not going to make him king, that doesn't fucking matter. If Daenerys dies, that doesn't fucking matter. I think that helped drive her to madness. And I think this was all part of Bran's plan. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead, Austin. I'm ready for the conspiracy. I think because in episode two or one, Tyrion and Bran talk off screen. Okay. And you don't know what they say. But the thing is, Bran can predict the future, and he knows the past. And I think he, because he knew, he knew, he like, like when they say, "I want you to become king," and he's like, "Why do you think I came all the way up here?" Like he yeah, knew some it. stupid smartass answer, like, and he, "Go he, fuck yourself." Yeah. He, it's just so weird. I think, I think he's he's planned everything. Once he became the Red Raven, he could predict the future, and he's like, "All right," it, like he tells Sam, he's like, "Sam, I need you to tell John that he's." Aegon Targaryen. Right. Not me. I can't tell him. And then he sits there and waits for Jamie Lannister to come up. I need an old, I'm waiting for an old friend. You know, and ep- at the end of episode one, he does all this, all this stuff in order to go in this certain line. Like he even knows like the Night Kings come in and everything. He knows where they're at, but he doesn't really tell him anything. So no, he-, he doesn't tell anybody anything. And that's part of my problem with him be- becoming king. So if you're right and he's been manipulating all the scenes behind or all the events behind behind the scenes like i'm so in if he's evil but if he's supposed to be some benevolent motherfucker that's gonna be the best king that westeros has ever seen like i don't understand any of that he's so far removed from everything that's happening in real life westeros because of his three-eyed raven ability it doesn't make sense for him to be on the throne no, it don't and who gives him the speech to be the king Tyrion. 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 hey so when when you do get released from prison by the way you'll be going to prison uh i need you to do me a favor buddy yeah exactly and like he probably tells Tyrion to release jamie in order to get cersei out of there for whatever reason but like all this stuff, it just it just kind of fits with him being. Plus, his pee pee doesn't work too, for whatever reason. That's what they tell. Yeah. So I was just like, his his dick doesn't work. <laughs> his dick don't work. He can't have kids. <laughs> That's actually pretty much the line. They're like, he can't have kids. He's the three eyed raven. And I thought, why not? <laughs> He's still got a cock. <laughs> He's paralyzed. His dick don't work. There are people in wheelchairs that have the ability to reproduce. Yeah, I knew. I knew this guy, this is a little off topic, but I knew this guy that I worked with and his buddy, I guess, was paralyzed from the neck down and he was having a really hard time with it. And then the doctors were like, yeah, you know, you have full use of your hands and you have full use of your dick. And that made the dude happy as ever. He's like, I got use of my hands and my dick. Let's go. I would be happy. I know. (laughs) Right. I don't care if I can't walk again. If I can, if I can pee and I can play video games 
I'm good. You would be a tub of lard. No, I in six months, <laughs> I would so. I would so because I gotta lift myself up and shit. So no, I'd, you would not. Yeah. No, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would. I'd be so. I think we should try this. I don't want. Let to. me get a Dude, hammer. No, experiment. fuck off my yeah, feet. let's do, do an experiment. Okay, so your argument, Austin, is that Bran is actually evil and that he wanted to be king. Yeah. And he manipulated events to become king. If everything he knew, if he knew everything, if he could predict the future, he knew that Daenerys was going to destroy King's Landing. Right. He knew that her dragons were going to die, but he let all of this happen in order for him to become king. That speech that Tyrion gives to the people, like... It's weird. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't fit with anything. Who has like, the best story Who has here? the best story here? Why Why does that matter? Arya has the best story Literally here. Fucking Make yeah. her fucking queen. There you go. Are you kidding me? Literally everyone else there has pretty much a better story. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely have more, like, charisma and probably more fan enthusiasm. Not that fan enthusiasm matters, but, like, I, I don't think the kid that plays Brandon Stark is a bad actor. Yeah. I think he was told to act in a certain way and like to as a, a de, as a detriment to his character. Yeah. Because he's fucking boring. He does he never does anything on screen and listeners, this is me being Brandon Stark. I'm the three-eyed raven. What's your story? I live in the past. I don't want to be king. I fell from a tower after watching a siblings do it. And then I became the three-eyed raven. Oh, now I want. That's to how he says king. it too. It's like this lilting, three-eyed raven. Oh, okay. And then I like, the no, he doesn't raven. even like explain barely what that means. Uh, we know, we as the viewer know, but people who I like doesn't it doesn't make sense, and I hate it so much that he becomes king. Now my thought is so that could be true. Your hypothesis there, Austin, could be true. Probably not, because every other theory has been debunked. Every single theory has been debunked. Everything doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> oh, you mean just in general? Just in general, like nothing threw... matters. So so it was probably on, like, episode three that I was like, I need to stop caring about this because they are creatively yes. devoid of yes. anything. Yes. Like, it is absolutely clear that the writers and the makers of this show have checked out creatively. Yeah. And I... Don't even care what happens anymore. Mm -hmm. So, like, the very impactful moment of when John stabs Daenerys and he's holding her as she dies. I was on my phone. Yeah, like, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't cry. I didn't feel bad. Like, I wanted Daenerys to win and be on the throne. And then when John kills her, I was like, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course he killed her. Like, of course that's going to happen. And... It's it's it just feels empty as a show now when before it had so much character mm-hmm. and it's a bummer the way that it ended. Now, when after John kills Daenerys and you see the dragon, you see Drogo come up, Drogon, like Drogon, sorry, you see him come up and like to me as the viewer, Rachel and I have been wishing for a dragon to breathe fire on John. Because I want to see if he fucking burns. And I brought this up to my buddy Travis. And he was like, oh, I never thought about that. Like, the dragon is in there. He's furious. He's blowing fire. Yeah. Have him blow the fire at John. I want to see if he burns. Uh, In uh, season two or three, when they first see the white 
uh, the whites. They bring one. They bring the dead bodies through the wall. And this is when he wasn't commander yet. At some point, the white comes alive and he goes to John's room for some reason and his dog is there. Oh, yes, I remember. Okay, so he's fighting that thing and he grabs a torch and he burns his hand. And then he wears a glove after that. And then he keeps on looking at his hand throughout the season seasons. Okay. But they never bring it. But he can be burnt. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Because <sighs> even in the book, it even talks about it too, that... He gets his hand burned. So that's what uh, Travis brought that up too. It's like he's not, he wouldn't be not burned because he's Targaryen. Yeah. Like Daenerys is special because she can't be burned. Exactly. And and that he has a good point there. Like he's probably right. I'm sure John would have burned yeah. based on whatever logic we've established in the show. But I wanted to see him not burn because I wanted to also, I wanted John to be special because. All of the special people in the show, Sans, Brand, and Stark, don't matter. Like, Daenerys dies, Jon's not king, like, Arya does nothing, like, kills the Night King, but then also kind of does nothing, That's never it. uses her assassin powers one time After in that. the eighth season. Or her, yeah, her face, yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't her, really her need it, Her face assassin power yeah. is what I'm talking about. But like, she didn't really need it, She though. stabs some motherfuckers, yeah. but she doesn't use her training from the no-face guys. She, I thought... That when her and the hound showed up, I thought she's gonna take the faces like of like one of the uh, guards and then yeah, go up to the room for sure, and then kill Cersei. That is what I thought also, and she just totally doesn't do that. She just stays Arya Stark the whole time, the whole fucking time. Yeah, or she takes Jamie's face and then right. goes to Cersei, and like there's a thing, there's a prophecy too that Cersei's gonna have all of her children die, and then she's gonna get killed by her younger brother, or choked by her younger brother. Right. And that doesn't happen. And then nothing, nothing that happens. And then it would make sense if Arya killed Jamie because Jamie's like, I love Cersei. I have to get back. And then he she catches him Stab, somehow. Cut face off. Yeah. Right. And then and then you know he gets to she gets to Cersei as Jamie. I, so there is so much extra time in that episode. There's like four times where you see Arya get blown to the ground by dragon fire. Yep. And she's fucking filthy. She's covered in blood and mud and like other people's blood and like nine people die around her while she's running through the streets. There's like, like I get wanting to show that that is a hectic point and like a perilous point of like being in King's Landing with dragons attacking. Yeah. But that is like half an hour. Of screen time of just Arya running around the streets falling down because she getting, got blown yeah, up by dragon fire. Blown away. Like, why not have that just be maybe random soldier from Daenerys's army that that happens to? Like, why not have Grey Worm do that when Arya could have been stealing Jamie's face and killing Cersei yeah. and fulfilling that prophecy? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I like how Arya just like showed up next to John. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Okay, so at the end of that scene where Jon kills Daenerys, uh, Drogon melts the Iron Throne, so there's no longer even a throne for Bran to sit on. Good thing he's in a wheelchair. Right. Yeah, so no, that's his throne. This is my Iron Throne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Three-Eyed Raven. You, that's a pretty good impression. That is pretty I good. It's devoid of emotion. <laughs> uh, so hey. you see... I'm Batman. <laughs> Daenerys get picked up by Drogon, and he flies off into no man's land. And then at the very... Uh, you got something to say? No, you're going to continue. And then at the very end of that episode, which is basically the very end of the series, yep. you see Tyrion, Tyrion playing Hand of the King, which is Bran, 
Yeah. Uh, and he calls all of his advisors. advisors around the table and waits for Bran to enter. Bran <laughs> enters, talks for like three seconds. I'll go find the And dragon. he goes, hey, did you guys see which way Drogon flew? And then they're like, um, West. the far sky. Far away from here. Yeah, far. And he goes, I s- I'll see if I can find him. I'll see if I can And then find that's him. it. He's flying. He's flying west. So, or no, east. Sorry. Okay, where is Drogon going? Back. To Why him. would Bran care where he is going? Like A he could come back and he could attack. He but... should already know because he can predict the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can. He shouldn't have to fucking find the dragon. Exactly. He's Doc Strange with the time stone. Is he though? No. Like, like I don't know if he is. Like, we never get any sense of how. And I've works. bitched about this before. Yeah. We've never we never get any sense of how magic works in this show. Magic only works when it is convenient for it to work for the plot. So like the thing with uh Melisandre's fire is fire. Like it only works when it's convenient. Why didn't she light the White Walkers on fire? That doesn't make sense. Brand's ability it only stretches so far when it needs to and doesn't when it can't. Like like the way Hodor is the way Hodor is because he went back in time and messed up, messed up his head. Right. Oh, no. There was a theory that was going around that was it was Bran's warging ability, warging into the Mad King yep. Yep. that caused him to go mad. Yep. Because he's like, burn them all, fire, burn them all, right. burn them all, fire, yeah, something like that. And there was a fan theory going around that that was how it was going to end. You were, you were going to see... Bran warg back into, or I don't know, whatever his thing back into the past is. Yeah, yeah. And he was going to be the Mad King to try and see the events that go on the first time King's Landing gets attacked. And it's his and, fault that it And it's crazy. his fault that the Mad King goes, becomes the Mad King. Yep. And when I read that, I was like, oh my God, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is a good story. Yeah. That is not what we got. We did not get and, a good story. And he didn't even need to be King for that shit. Right. Exactly. He just had to use his magical ability and not be like vaguely weird. Like he's he's just weird the whole time. That's it. Like his magic Brand. ability is I can see things sometimes except when I can't and I'm weird. I'm kooky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's but that that dragon was flying east. Supposedly they're going to take Daenerys to that cuz there's actually like red priestesses over there. That maybe could revive her, that okay. like Melisandre is, or okay. he's taking her to Valeria, where the dragons were actually born, that was destroyed by a giant ass volcano. Okay. And he's gonna lay more eggs or something, and because they're yeah, asexual, I, I think. I thought okay. I thought he'd be taking her back to like the home where he was born and everything with her in the fire. So like back in like the Dothraki. I desert. thought that too, but I was like, I don't know. Like we don't see where he lands. So no, you we never don't see. All we see is her take her away and then gone. Yeah. He's just head. He's heading back to Essos, which yeah. is that whole Valeria, Dothraki sea, all that place. So I thought it was funny away. though. How he, when he was carrying her, you could see her arms just flop around. Mm-hmm. And um, what did you guys uh, think of Braun becoming the master of coin. Yeah, <laughs> idea. Yeah, Bad it's a idea. terrible idea. The brothels are gone. The master of coin will provide coin for that. <laughs> <laughs> like he has absolutely no sense of how this uh, yeah. works. Like he's a sellsword. He's a mercenary, a cutthroat. Like I, what? I thought that was funny. He's like, you're still the greatest smuggler around, aren't you? I'm not gonna like this, am I? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but then that doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, there's no payoff there yeah. when Tyrion recruits Davos to rescue Jaime and Cersei. He he, all I think he recruited him for was to have a dinghy right, right. set there. But that doesn't happen, and they die under the keep because rock falls on them. Yeah, that was cool. And then season, or I'm sorry, episode six opens up with Tyrion Being finding them. Yeah. Right? Yep, and there's like a, there's a huge spot. No. Or spots that have no rocks. Fallen on the ground. Yeah, like you weren't. Why didn't you stand over there? Right. Like, well, you stood in the spot where the rocks fell. You dumbasses. <laughs> right. If they just stayed next to that dragon skull, it'd have been okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, like, my get God. in the dragon skull. What are you even doing? Do you want to die? They did. Wow. I want my baby to live. I, I want our baby to live. No, you don't. Oh, but also maybe it's not Jamie's baby. Right. It could have been that one weird dude. I wanted. Jamie to just chop that motherfucker's head off. Oh, I know. When they do, when they fight, when Jamie first sees him after he's like swimming to shore or yeah, something, he swam right? To shore. Yeah. Conveniently meets up with him. Yes, in very the one spot. Very conveniently <laughs> happens to meet up with him there, oh, so we can see them fight. I'm so, like when he's sitting there, like I'm the one who killed the king slayer. I wanted to be like, no, you didn't. Right, like you, rocks did. Yeah, you totally fucked up, dude. The thing is, he killed a dragon. He's hey. the one that shot that first spear into lucky, the dragon. Lucky yeah, shot. Lucky he could have. He killed a dragon. Which was right. dragon king slayer. King slayer. I'm a dragon slayer. I'm a king slayer. There was a meme that was going around that showed, I forget that Urian, Euron, 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 and it showed him like quoted him as saying that, like showed his death scene, and then the next picture there's a rock, and it says, "No, you didn't." No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh, that's that's fucking great. awesome. I, I fucking got him, boy. Yeah. <laughs> what about the uh the the hound in the mountain fight? Oh, Clegane Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. You did you? I loved Dude, it. Dude, the, the mountain. I wanted to see more and I thought it was fitting like them or the hound tackling his brother into fire. 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 And yeah. then that's what he hates the most. Yeah. But he stabs him like nine times. In the net. Yeah, then he yeah. stabs him. In the, the only thing that gets him to let go is when he stabbed him in the eye. And I thought, oh my God, this this guy's going to die just like the Viper did. Yeah. Viper, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. where Over he gets his. The yeah. Viper of Dawn or something. And he gets his eyes squeezed out. Yeah. I thought for sure yeah, the hound was going to go that way. Yeah. And I like the hound so much. Like, I fucking hated him at first. Yeah. When he's doing bodyguarding for Joffrey. Yeah. But his arc and the way it intertwines with Arya and Brienne, his arc is so awesome. And I love that guy as an actor. And he is just perfect for that fucking role. Yeah, that was... Uh, I thought it was great, though. Like that, he, he, he did what he wanted. He got revenge. Right. I just, I just like that scene where the hound is staring up at Clegane zombie monster and he's mm-hmm. just the zombie guy's just like standing up there and you can see like the dragon fire in the back and it's all open. I like I really liked that that scene right there. But like yeah. you said, it it didn't last that long. No, it didn't. I, and I wanted to see more of it. Like for the amount of time that we see Arya run around King's Landing with shit blowing oh up. Like gosh. just show me a longer fight scene of the mountain and the hound. Like obviously Dude, that's why real. I'm here. I think I told you this that I I knew he was gonna die if he fought the the or the the mountain, the mountain by himself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If he had help, he, he could have made he could have killed he, it and it probably sure. would have lasted He wouldn't longer. have wanted that though. Yeah, he, he wanted want he wanted all that to himself. Yep. So, but I mean, if if Arya did help him or Jamie, whoever you know, he at least has some help. Yeah. He would have. I think he still could have died, you know, but yeah. still it would have lasted longer. I think. Right. What'd you guys think of? Uh, 
like stallion from nowhere showing up to pick up Arya that, at the end of her. That was supposed to mean something. something I thought like so. Huge. It seemed lead, like the wild well, stallion. Oh, there's some prophecy it, with that too. It that didn't has matter. Its <laughs> right. It, it didn't have no saddle, but it had its reins it in and everything. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> that it had its reins? I didn't notice it had reins and no saddle. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it had reins on and everything, but it had no saddle at all. Is it supposed to mean something? It's Yeah, it's some stupid... Yeah, it was supposed to mean something. I, I, I read it for like five seconds, and I'm like, it, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> right. None of it matters! Damn it! Just do the whole, Tony. Don't matter, don't matter, don't matter, don't matter. We'll keep this. Don't matter, don't matter, don't matter. So I wanted to like compare the death scene of Daenerys to when Tony Stark dies in Endgame. Spoiler alert for Endgame. Like I I just I felt so much when and, and when Logan dies in Logan. Like I felt so much for this character, like these characters that I've been spent so much time with and built like I feel like I have a rapport built up with Tony Stark and with Logan as and, and Wolverine and like Obviously, I have a similar rapport with Daenerys and Jon Snow, and that should have been fucking devastating, and it wasn't. Just didn't fucking feel it. I, I felt it a little bit. Let me tell you this: I was more heartbroken when Jon stabbed Daenerys than I was when Tony died. Really? Yeah. Wow, I, I'm completely opposite. Yeah, for sure. I know. Well, I think it's just because of everybody. Like you, you're the. You think that Daenerys kind of flipped out of nowhere, and it's out of her character. So when she died, yeah, not really cared. I, I, how did you think when Daenerys started killing I, I, King's Landing? When I seen her do that, I was just because she was like the whole time she's like, I don't want to be my grandfather. I don't want to be my grandfather. And right. then she comes out and does this, and I see her turning like she's starting to turn into her grandfather. So I feel that John, like John and Tyrion, talked about it, you know, because when he was in, locked up, and I feel that like it was like more of a mercy thing. Yeah. Because she was turning into something that she didn't want to be. Burn them all. Burn them all. <laughs> yeah, a mad tyrant, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I could... It was kind of upsetting, <laughs> you know, that they did that to her. Like, like there was... She was, like, turning everything... On, or burning everything on fire. And then everything that had the... What was it? Dragon fire? The, the wraith fire. Or the something. wraith fire. That green fire. Yeah. Was stationed all over... the ta- Yeah, boof. Well, boof, I thought that Cersei put those there to blow up the city... Nope. But it wasn't. That was from, I learned later. That was from the Mad King. He'd put them all there just in case, and he didn't set them all off, and they've all been sitting there since. Yeah, like nobody fucking walked by that hey, and was this? like, hey, um, maybe we should move these. No, move Cersei's like, boof. probably Cersei was like, nah, I'll keep them there just in case. Don't fuck with me. Yeah, that should have been one of her backup plans right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, she didn't, like, her plan should have been, if I can't have it, no motherfuckers are having it. And then she sets off those bombs. Yep. Like, it is completely out of Cersei's character to not have a fucking plan. Yeah. Well, they they, they, they make it look like she does. She's like, oh, well, we have the Golden Company. Nope, they're dead. Uh, Well, what about the Euron and his fleet? Nope, they're dead. Right. Uh, What about the ballistas? Nope, those are gone. All the scorpions are gone. Uh, those are gone. Uh, the, the Lannister men will stand and fight harder than yeah. anything. And then they to stop protect, fighting. Yeah, they gave up and then fucking they all started murdering them. Jesus, it's so terrible. Yeah, oh, it is. But that horse, the horse was supposed to be uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So it's some like... The white one's death. Yeah, the white one is death. 
So it's like some bib, uh, something from the Bible. Okay, that applies in Game of Thrones where they don't have the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why a lot of people <laughs> were, yeah, we're putting. Even though they took so much time making season eight, I feel like it was just thrown together. Oh yeah, I don't think they took enough time. Like, sure, yeah. I think it was. They had a year more than half, enough time. But... They had more than enough time to produce so... something good, and they just shit in a box and handed it to us and said, "Merry fucking Christmas." Here's your train set. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. Pretty no. much. <laughs> no, I, I saw they, when they got everybody together to read that script, it was 9, 10, 17. Really? That's when they got everybody together to read the script. September 10th of 2017. Yes, because it had it literally st- stamped on the scripts. Because it was a. <laughs> and there's Do not open till. Yeah, no, they were, they were literally like uh, shredding them all. Cause that they don't want everybody, they don't want it to leak, but yeah, they they've they've had the scripts since that long, so they've again they could have produced something. They had the time. They could have made something good and great and beautiful, but they just gave us shit. Yep. Yeah, that there is exactly what they did. All right, are you guys ready to end this thing? Yeah, I told my niece one time that for her birthday I'm gonna poop in a box and give it to her. Well, I think. Uh... I think well, they've pretty much solved that for you, Cody. I don't think you even need to shit in a box now. What, That's uh, pretty much it. <laughs> right, yeah. Here, watch this. I mean, I get you're only seven, but watch this. <laughs> um, what uh, spinoffs, real quick, do you think they're going to make? Because they're not going to make the Aria one. I, they're, they're supposed to make five. Five right? They've been working on five. They've not greenlit five, right? Three are, one is in, in actual makes. Right. Two are actually supposedly gonna get it make, but then two was most likely one was Arya, and then one was a it was a book that George R. R. Martin made a while ago called the Night of the a Night of Seven Kingdoms of the Seven Kingdoms, and it was like set ninety years before Game of Thrones. Okay, but that is gone too. So okay. there is only three, and only one we know about is the Long Night. So we could have like a Jon Snow, Tormund. Ghost, ghost, or we maybe a gray worm where he goes off because that island that he's going to is near some bigger island that has like giant ass lizards and Narth or something. Yeah, the so, port of Narth. Yeah, so that some somewhere down there, there's supposed to be like giant lizards or, or ruins, some something that seems pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then other than that, I mean, other than like Sansa being. I'm not gonna ask I don't want to see Sansa. <laughs> I don't. I, I would watch more Tyrion, but I don't want to see him interact with Bran. So if he's still gonna be Hand of the King, then I don't want to see him. There yeah. we go. Like make it just with Tyrion, call it Hand of the King. Well, basic Tyrion basically is king because Bran oh. is completely removed from what's going on in day to day life. So he lives in if past. he's gonna go warg out and go and find a fucking dragon, Tyrion's running the goddamn country. Is it because he's in a wheelchair? He doesn't have access because there's stairs everywhere. Yeah, that's it. It's because he's in a wheel. <laughs> they put ramps. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, what are they going to do? What, are you going to carry him up the stairs, have a wheelchair in every room? He'll just warg into a bunch of crows, and they'll lift them. <laughs> go, go. Yeah. I'm going to warg into this murder. Oh, God. That's what they said that Arya, that's how Arya got over to the Night King. That, uh, yeah, Bran warged into a bunch of crows and lifted her up uh, and then flew her over and to there. Dropped her. And then dropped her. Who said somebody, that? Somebody drew it. They, drew it. they sketched <laughs> it. Like a five-year-old drew a picture of it. It looked like. Nice. So this is my this <laughs> is my favorite figures. meme. Rachel sent me this as we were watching the show. And we can pretty much end on this, I think. 
Um, it is a picture of a horse. And it hmm. says it's there's four quadrants and the horse is divided into four quadrants. The tail end of the horse is super detailed and well drawn. And it says <laughs> Game of Thrones season one through four. Yep. The middle section, the next section is like kind of worse, but also really well drawn. Season five. Season six, a little bit worse of a drawing. You can tell like somebody's maybe just using a pen. They're not coloring anything in. And then that's season six. And then season seven and eight is the head of a horse. It looks like it was drawn by a two-year-old with a smiley face on the I've horse. Seen that. Like, it's like a stick figure head. Yeah, it's, it's a stick circle. figure head. It's fucking awesome. That's probably it my is. favorite meme of all the Game of Thrones ones that I've seen. Yep. And it is so fitting. Like that is exactly encompassing how I feel about the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. I agree. Yep. And uh, I think we gotta end it there just like uh, the end of Game of Thrones, I'm going to stab Cody and I'm going to stab Austin at the end of this Not episode. Not if we stab you first, Nope, yeah. this is a stab I'm fest. John. We are You're Daenerys. I predicted the future that you are going to stab me. <laughs> there was no backstory to it at all, you know. I, I just know I can predict the future. I'm king. Austin's the three-eyed raven. Austin's king now. I am the three-eyed raven. All right. This has been uh, episode 82, Game of Groans. Thank you so much for listening. We are out of here. We're going to ride out, as always, to the Sounds of the Abyssal Ride. We thank him for letting us use his music on these episodes. You can check him out on Twitter and Instagram and Spotify and YouTube and SoundCloud. And you can find us on pretty much all those platforms as well at The Idiot Savants on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at theidiotsavants at outlook.com. You can check out our website at crazytrainofthought.com. And, um... Hey, Ryan. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Robert Pattinson. I'm Batman. I'm Jesus. the Three-Eyed Raven. Do you want to see me sparkle? I'm the Three-Eyed Raven. I'm the Three-Eyed Raven. <laughs> all right. I uh, love you all. Thank you for listening. See ya. Goodbye, everyone. Deuces.
That's all, folks.